from Quarantine, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season three, episode 18, Neverland. Ooh, we're oh in God, like the fairy tale segment. I know. Yeah. You know, like we had Cinderella, Cinderella story. Now we're Peter in Neverland. Pant. Yeah. Yeah. So this one was written by Maggie Friedman. Oh my God. On. I just want to put it out in the universe. I want to get Maggie on the pod. Okay. Because right. like, if I remember everything, I think she wrote another episode this season. Mm. There we go. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll see what I can do about that. Um, so, <laughs> just any of our listeners, yeah, you know, Maggie, hook it up. BFFs with Maggie, please. Um, Maggie went on to write for Jack and Bobby and oh. The Witches of East End, oh. among many others. Um, this was directed by our pal, Patrick Norris. This originally aired on... Wait for it. April 5th, 2000. So you might recall last week, I said, I felt it in my bones that we had had to wait after Pacey and Joey kissed at the end of last episode. And I was like, but then we looked at the thing and the Wikipedia thing and it said, no, there was an episode the next week. And then Bitter Script Reader on Twitter, who is our now Lord and Savior, thank you so much, (laughs) pointed out that actually I was right that there was a break. So there was about a month in between these two episodes. Yeah, Um, We were led astray by Wikipedia. Aaron has done the Lord's work and changed this. Yes. So that nobody else has to feel this. You're welcome to any upcoming Dawson's Creek podcast now until eternity. (laughs) Yeah. We took out the Trail of Tears reference. I did. Yes. And we have fixed this date problem. I know. And when we're done recording this, I'm going to update this synopsis too. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't want to do it in advance of Mm -hmm. us. You didn't want me to redo your own synopsis. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the description from Wikipedia that Aaron is about to change. So you hear it here. You heard it here last, I guess, (laughs) maybe. Maybe that's how that works. Anyway, um, after the kiss, Joey is upset by Pacey's impulsive actions and they both head home to discuss the situation with their siblings. Pacey receives encouragement from Doug that Joey might be protesting a little too much and attempts to tell Dawson how he feels in hope that he will give then give Pacey the green light to tell Joey everything. Yeah, that's a mess. That's I know. Yeah. <laughs> Please yes. do change that. <laughs> that part is want to change. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. However, he fails to confess when events conspire against him. Joey attempts to make sense of everything by having a rare girls night with Jen and Andy and a moment of clarity with Jen forces her to acknowledge that Pacey might not be the only one in a state of confusion. Jen has a fight with Henry, but later forgives him when she realizes he was lying to her with the best intentions. Oh, how sweet. I'm triggered by the word intention. (laughs) And also, it doesn't mention anything about, like, Jack Jack. and Ethan and his dad, which is such a good storyline. Agreed. Agreed with you. Okay. Aaron, um, so I'll look forward to reading the description (laughs) at some point. 
Um, okay, my history's mysteries. So there's a few because, of course, we do have this month-long break. Um, March 12, 2000, Pope John Paul II apologizes for the wrongdoings by members of the Roman Catholic Church throughout the ages. Oh, wow. <laughs> So I don't know if we're like apologizing for the Crusades as well as the Joan of Arc, <laughs> as well as well as the um, you know molesting children, uh, yeah. but the enslavement of indigenous populations in the Americas. I mean, I... The Catholic Church has, and we say this as two people who were raised in Catholic families. Um, you know, they have a few things. They do have a few things to apologize for, and possibly try to make better. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, saying. it's like counter to Catholicism that you just apologize. You have to, yeah. you do repent, but then you have to, yeah. you know. You say serve. some Hail Marys, guys. Yeah, yeah, come I feel on. like the, the, the Catholic Church would need to say so many rosaries to really repent um, at this point. Right. That just like, what... <laughs> Like how, like how many years that's would a the person... only way of repentance, but I yes, know. yes, I agree. I know, I know. <laughs> I was, uh, that was a and joke the, for my mother. Um, it's like a new thing, kind of. The rosary takes for goddamn ever. Um, so anyway, there's some Catholic jokes for you. Okay, yeah. so March 21st, <laughs> 2000, the U.S. Supreme Court rules that the government lacks authority to regulate tobacco as an addictive drug, throwing out the Clinton administration's main anti-smoking initiative. Interesting. Excellent job. Um Okay. March 27th, 2000, the Phillips explosion of 2000 kills one and injures 71 in Pasadena, Texas. That was an uh, oil, I think a refinery, mm. um, just outside of Houston. Okay. In April, three facts about April, the unemployment rate drops to a low of 3.8%, the lowest since December of 1969. Wow. The labor force participation Participation hits a historical peak of 67.4%. The employment population ratio reaches an all-time high of 64.8%. All in April. Um, April 3rd, 2000, United States versus Microsoft. Microsoft is ruled to have violated United States antitrust laws by keeping an impressive thumb on its competitors. Yeah, that, that was, was huge, one. I remember. Yeah. So let's see, maybe we can bring back the Sherman Antitrust Act again. <laughs> hmm, yes. Um, number one movie is Aaron Brockovich. Mm. This was its third week at number one, and according to Wikipedia, in its first week, Aaron Brockovich broke Waterworld's record for the highest weekend debut for an environmentalist film, which is a sentence that does not make a ton of sense to me. Okay, (laughs) okay. Is is Waterworld an environmentalist film? I mean, it is like an environmental disaster dystopian. Sure, yeah. I guess it does have like, it I don't know. I I have watched it recently during quarantine. Oh. Um, So... I, 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 they're not, it's like, I guess I see this. Yeah. 
umbrella issue <laughs> if you were like a weird like if you go to cinephile video like i could uh-huh. see if they had a section that said environmentalist movies that they would Waterworld be in there might be under i always think Eric of Rokovich, but yeah. like it's still a stretch i mean it's, it's a- just like who's the governing body for making up these i mean did this person get their <laughs> library science degree at a top school i don't know i don't think so um <laughs> i think i think of Waterworld as like a big blockbuster movie because, like, right. that's what it was was when it came out. Um, anyways. But, so, I mean, wouldn't you consider, like, Day After Tomorrow an environmentalist film? I've never seen it, but... <laughs> Roland I, Emmerich? Possibly. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I it's know. just, like, you know, like a superstorm come and freezes right, right, all right. of America, you know? And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It, I mean, I remember the poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, okay. And Emmerich right. is the best disaster director in in my opinion. Okay. Disaster movie. All right. Um, I I don't know, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> to go with what you're saying to me. I trust you implicitly on this topic. Um, our number one song, and I'm so sorry. Oh because God. we are going to be here is for it, a while. Yeah, is it the other one from Santana? Maria Maria by I, Santana. I, I was glad you warned me. You're like, it's not over. Santana's <laughs> yeah, not over. It's not over. I, for, um, I like totally blocked out this year of our lives where we just had to hear Rob Thomas and Santana and be like impressed by it. Like, if we're going to go with one of the two, this is, I think, the better of the two songs. Yes. Yes, um, yes. Maria Maria. Uh, I mean, Santana's Supernatural, which is the album it was on, was a fucking huge album. Yeah. And um, Santana's really good, but it's oh, just yeah. like, it's just disappointing that like, he's so famous because he had to tie his ability and, you know, a talent to a, a mediocre white dude. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, I would tell you, go back and listen to early Santana from the mm-hmm. 1970s. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, anyway, we missed three weeks, and I'm so sorry, Aaron, because you would have really liked these three weeks <laughs> of Destiny's Child. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, at least when we were waiting to find out what happened with Joey and Pacey, we had, we had that. some good tunes. We had we some had good that. tunes. So don't worry. I have, I mean, we're going to be on Maria Maria at number one for a while, but there is a great top 10 list. Amazing. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into some other '90s tunes, um, but Maria Maria is number one for quite some time. I feel like maybe even the rest of the season. Um, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Don't okay. quote me on that, but it might be okay. 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 So right. before we get into the episode, I just want to say that we Aaron and I record on Fridays. Yeah. Um. It has been a very traumatic week here in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, and um, perhaps for you around the globe, we know that we have listeners all over the place. Um, as of this recording, it looks as though Joe Biden will be the president-elect of the United States. Um, that has not been called officially yet, although I, I actually- It's been I, called by a few sources. It's been business, called by a few sources. Business insider, whatever, it doesn't <laughs> matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> but the, the major, you know- sources have not called it yet though it does look like Mm -hmm. it's going that way i do i never usually record with my phone next to me but i have it next to me in case it breaks during our recording Mm -hmm. um and kamala harris that means kamala harris daughter of oakland is the Mm -hmm. vice president-elect um a black asian-american woman californian californian (laughs) 
in the second highest office and what a relief yeah um for us you know it doesn't mean i want to say it does not mean that aaron and i are going to stop fighting um and that you're going to hear us stop talking about these issues that we've been talking about up until now none of those issues have gone away um that we talk about the white supremacy the patriarchy all of that none of it's gone away um so i just wanted to say though that um you know last week we kind of addressed the 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 election a little bit um and and hoped we had recorded before it but it came out the day after and mm-hmm. we had said we hoped that we were speaking to you from a more hopeful america and um, as much work as I know we have to do and as much as I had wished that some things went a little differently, um, I do think that this, I am more hopeful for America mm. um, right now. Uh, there's one chaos agent that we are not going to have to deal with, with for too much longer, hopefully. So We'll see. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we hope you guys have taken care of yourselves and and an open letter to Gavin Newsom. We've had two female senators in California since 1992. Let's keep it that way. Mm, mm. I mean, Karen Bass is just sitting right there. Exactly. Um, Maxine Waters. Maxine I mean, Waters. come on. I could, I could send. I'll send you a list, Gavin. Don't worry. Yeah. Expect that. Don't you worry, Joseph. <laughs> We've got it. Um. Anyway. So. So we pick up right where we left off with so, uh, Joey and Pacey kissing. Right. So and, we had a month. Yeah. And we were like, what the fuck's going to happen? Oh my God. They ended yeah. just with them kissing like nothing mm-hmm. afterwards. Right. He yeah. kissed her. We fucking faded to, faded black. to black. Yeah. So and, luckily we pick up right where we left off. Right where we left off. And it's the same music. She's hissing him back. And then shit, we realize we just witnessed a sexual assault. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I want to talk about so, <laughs> so So here's the thing. She is kissing him back, as Aaron mm-hmm. mentioned in the last one. Um, and... They stomp, they open their eyes, there's a beat, and then Joey, like, pushes him and is like, what did you just do? Yeah. And she asks this question, like, how could, or she says, how could you take a simple declaration of friendship Friendship. as an invitation to just maul me? And, like, there is this part of me as I was watching it that was like, I tried so hard to separate my year 2000 self from my 2020 self right Right. like no no I I wanted everyone to have that moment at the end of last episode but you were like she grabbed he grabs her face and I was like hold your breath like I my face got hot because I was just like he grabs her you know um yeah I mean he does he does and he like he does not ask for consent um (laughs) my 2000 self is like you were there, like Joey was there. She was saying the right things. She was looking kissable and Pacey just went for it. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, and my 2020 self is like, man, you did just kind of smash your face into hers without really. Like, yeah. And she's uh, yelling at him and admitting that, you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, he does apologize. And I think this is, some, we've had, we had some listeners email us about this specific mm-hmm, issue. Mm-hmm. And I, the thing is like, I had some Twitter comments too. Yeah. 
like I've been saying this throughout, we only have one term sexual assault for this like wide range of things that in and of itself is it's my belief. That's an agent of the patriarchy so that we can add this, like italicize that in Mm. front of bad, which somehow means something like it's okay. Like what the fuck does an italicize that mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that we're using that, (laughs) you know, italicized word instead of just creating new words to actually define these, you know, events that happen, you know? And like, do, does everyone who's been kissed against their will see that as a sexual assault? I don't think so. Like, and I think that, you know, as you can personally define what happens to you, but in terms of a blanket societal, like, definition it is like that's my opinion you know and I know girls that have been kissed against their will that like will tell me I was sexually assaulted by that guy Mm -hmm. I believe them you know totally and the way that she reacts indicates that she was not into it absolutely um and I think like I think that you're right absolutely and I think that like you know I think a lot about this about like because I think about a lot, all the, all the kisses that I've had in my life. Mm -hmm. And like, there are times when you don't say like, please kiss me or like, yes, someone doesn't, someone doesn't ask first, right? Like a kiss Mm -hmm. just kind of happens. And there's a difference between like, we're leaning into each other to kiss and like, clearly both like are going to do this together. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm yelling at you because you just pulled the car over and I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And have like, Launch and yourself I'm actually at me. even clearly saying to you, like, I don't under, like, please explain to me what you're talking about. Yeah, like yeah. what's happening, what's going on, you know? Yeah. And like, and so like, she kind of turns that back on him as she's pushing him, like leaning into violence, which mm. Pacey comes from a violent household. So this would like really mean something to him, like mm-hmm, this violence mm-hmm. against him. And she's kind of like, what did that fucking shit mean? Like, right. what do you mean? Right. And, she's like, what were and you similarly thinking? to her, yeah. like not being able to find her words when he was asking her, she he can't find his words right. when she's asking. Yeah. And then we go to this like wide shot. I have to just point out this wide shot because it is actually, I think, a thing of genius uh-huh. where like they they're broken apart. She's pushed him like once or twice and they're kind of like having this exchange. And you watch her push him, like... And he a- flies. Across this, like, wide shot where you see both of them in the shot. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, like, across the street. And, like, you see it. it it's just a thing. Patrick Norris, my man. Yeah. <laughs> totally. what, a, what, a, what a home run that was. <laughs> and um, also, I want to mention right here that they are basically wearing the same outfit. I know! <laughs> I know. I was noticing that earlier too. And I I was posting some photos. It's like they're wearing the same thing. It's like down to the color too. I mean, like they're both wearing jeans, the same corduroy jacket, basically. And (laughs) And a scarf. Yeah, exactly. The same colors, exactly. Anyway, great. So Joey's like, come on, Pacey Lee, you didn't even think about the implications of this. And, like, this ripple yeah. effect that it could have. And, which is, like, I think, like, a little bit meta, the way that she says it. Like, right. I don't think it's, like, the normal Dawson's Creek, like, <laughs> we're winking at you. Like, there's right. some coming up where they, like, really yeah, yeah, lean yeah. into it. But it is kind of, like, let us tell you how we are blowing up the premise of this show. Right. And, and. And the- then, like, 
I agree with you, but mm. to be honest, like watching it in 2020, I'm like, this is again, how they always frame it in about Dawson. Well, what's Dawson going to think about this? How's Dawson's right. feelings are the only ones that matter Absolutely. in this thing, you know? And I mean, so it, literally it's, my note is like, just live your lives without being in fear of what will happen with Dawson, please, for the love of God. Yeah. I That's mean, my note it's just like, <laughs> like, oh, we have these, we like, you know, whatever, like this she can be mad now. without having in the back of her head Dawson. I mean, again, it's super complicated because like you would feel that way about your friend, but like mm. it, it's hard because we know where the show's going to you know, play out with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So it, but, it is hard. But also my thing is like, we have seen these two characters kiss each other before. Yeah. We've also seen Dawson not react to it. Or kind or like he kind of reacted a little bit to it when Pacey told him. Yeah. But then when Joey was like, yeah, or, you know, and yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. Joey tell him too, or no, I maybe, I don't remember, but yeah. yeah. Well, he reacted to it when he thought they were doing it in the yeah. Fort of Tango. Um, anyway, Pacey's like, well, this was just a kiss. Like it's, and, and Joey's like, we can't have a kiss between us. Like there's no such thing. Yeah. There's not just a kiss. Like, right. and she calls it like a hormonal meltdown. I know she does. And Pacey like takes offense to his impulse. And, um, yeah, he's like, you know, what? like, it's just a fucking meltdown that I like, this is not the worst tragedy in the world that I like kissed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, and he says to her, you let me do it, which right. I was like, and like, they start yelling at each other, you know, continue yelling at each mm. other. And he's like, let's get in the car. And yeah. he like walks to the car and she, good for her. I always <laughs> get mad at Joey for like, just forgiving men uh-huh. that are fucked up to her or like <laughs> that she perceives as crazy. being fucked up. And she just was like starts walking like fuck you i'm getting in a fucking car with you you're sketchy you know and he pulls the car up to her and he's like driving us slow she's walking and he's like look it was a mistake yeah just get in the car and then he's like look it's like it's a six mile walk to your house and it's freezing like get in the car come on yeah and so she gets in she angrily puts the seatbelt on and like she um she like is like i'm not talking to you (laughs) And he's like, well, how long is that going to last? And she's like, you know, um, indefinitely. And then they're like, fine, 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 fine. They're like fine at each other for a while. And I got to say in 2000 in the aftermath of like finally, like it had been building and building and building and building and they finally kiss. And then this is the scene. It was it was heartbreaking in the year 2000. I know. I completely agree. <laughs> I understand that we're having a different conversation in the year 2020, but in 2000, it was like, what? <laughs> I know. You can't do that to us. I like, know. oh my God, you know? And they've been like kind of on the fence about whether Joey's into him or not, you know? So yeah. like her reaction, you know? And like, it's complicated. Obviously, I get it. Like, regardless of how I feel about Dawson, it is a city shitty situation. Like Absolutely. if you're this person that just kissed you as best friends with someone you used to date. Mm. Like that makes shit complicated. I mean, I can, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like, my thing is like, there is a part of me that like looking at this from a more mature a, a perspective of someone who's been there, mm-hmm. um, you know, as opposed to in 2000 when I had been barely anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, there's a part of me that's like, can recognize like you don't react like that if you don't have feelings 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, like take apart, take away like the fact that like for us looking at it right now, Pacey does just kind of launch himself at her. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's not how we felt about it in 2000. Right. We were mm-hmm. kind of like, Ooh, Oh my God, they kissed. Um, but like, there there is a way in which I look at it now and I'm like that's looking at episode what is it 111 112 111 110 which one the one they kiss in, in oh season one. uh yeah 109 I think okay what you know the double date it's called the yeah. double date yeah. So, you know, looking at the double date and how she reacts when he kisses her and she does not have any feelings for him. And she's just kind of like, hey, like, what, what, what you doing, bro? Like, <laughs> you know, like in that right. episode, she doesn't, she's not pushing. I mean, me. I don't, I'm definitely not going to agree with you that pushing someone doesn't indicate you didn't want it. <laughs> so oh, I, no, no, no. I, I'm I won't not saying say that. that. I mean, and I also, like, I do want to push back and say, like, well, she's just had more experience than then. So, like, she might be, feel more confident in, like, pushing someone off of her, like, in the, you know, two years since Pacey kissed her last. Hmm. I mean, I guess I don't see it as her pushing him off of her because she kind of, she, she stopped, they stopped kissing and then she pushed him um, and was, like, pushing him because she was mad that he did it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, there was a part of me that was, like, you know, you don't, you don't do that if you don't have other kinds of feelings. Now, is the feeling like, what the fuck, man, we're friends and you're kissing me? Like, can I just have a fucking male friend? Mm -hmm. Or is the feeling like, that made me feel something I don't want to (laughs) feel? You know, I, I, we'll see. Um, Hmm. So we go to, to the credits and then Joey and Bessie Yeah, so then we're going to get, like, this scene that's cut between Joey talking to Bessie and Pacey talking to Doug. Mm. And Bessie's like, come on, I'm dying to hear, like, what happened with AJ? How was it? And Joey's like, well, we broke up, and then Pacey lost his mind and kissed me. Right. Well, and, like, like, Bessie's tone is definitely, like, tell me if you and AJ boned. Like, that is the tone that Bessie is coming at this from. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right. Um, and like, then we cut to like, we cut back and forth. So we cut to Doug and Pacey, like at the di- this diner talking. And I'm kind of glad that these two have like siblings to talk to you about this. Um, but D- and Doug's like, good for you. And then P- Bessie's like, how could he do this? Like, how could Pacey do this? Yeah, Bessie's just like, oh, my God, I cannot <laughs> believe that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why would he do that? And then Joey's like, well, I kind of let him which I don't love. Um, And then Pacey tells Doug that Joey said she was the first person. He was the first person she thinks about. And then like, she gave me this look and like, what was I supposed to do? Yeah. And then he's like, what was I supposed to do? Right. (laughs) And you're like, "Mm, I don't know if like committing a sexual act is what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. And Bessie's like, then he gave me this look, like afterwards. Yeah, Joey and, says it to Bessie. Yeah. yeah. Bessie's like, I know that oh, look, I know you know. Look. Yeah. And then Doug's like, okay, well, you gave her the look. You kissed her. It was a good kiss. What's the problem? And Pacey's like, well, she hit me and rejected me. Yeah. He's like, well, she didn't consent and leaned into violence. So there seems like there's a huge problem here, <laughs> yeah, exactly. which like, obviously, personally, I liked, you know, because yeah, like, exactly. again, like, I think with these things, like, it's like much similar to like, we're all racist. Like, 
I personally believe that like every man has committed a sexual assault and probably most women, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think that like, you know, as we're unraveling our racism within us, it's very similar where there's things that you can correct and change and like whatever. So this is a moment where he's like, okay, well, I don't like that she didn't consent. And like, I, the fact that she leaned into violence actually like resonates with me because I come from a violent household and that is not what I wanted. Like, I don't feel good about this. Well, and just like the fact that like, it's clear that that's not what she wanted. Like, yeah. from his point of view like it's clear that that's not what she wanted so that settles it I guess you know Mm -hmm. I I agree with you I like that that's like okay you know he's like all right well there we are yeah and because whether she likes him or not that doesn't mean she wants to kiss him no totally absolutely and I and Joey like I have more to say on that (laughs) later on um I have notes about it um but Joey finishes like what Pacey was about to say when he said like not to mention, and Joey's like Dawson. Dawson. And I'm just and like, so, oh like, my god. Okay. Yeah. So we're here. We're like centering around Dawson, Always. and like, you know, it's hard because I don't like Dawson. So like, obviously, I have like a different point of view on this. Mm. But it's like they both don't think Dawson would be their friend anymore if they dated, and like that, it feels really hard to think that your best friend would be your friendship would be on shaky ground. Mm. I agree with you. I, I it's it feels like and and look to give Dawson credit, like he was pretty cool about AJ. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. a weirdo about it. Yeah, you know. So it's not like I think that Dawson and Joey have real problems with control over each other. Right. I'm not saying that, but like he he was pretty cool about AJ. So like, there's a part of me that's like I could see Joey like. Being like, well, you know, he's moved on. I've moved on. You know, we're still friends, whatever. But like, that doesn't seem like where she's at. She's like, no, I'm like being held hostage by this person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't think that she saw, you know, I guess you're right. She saw how you reacted in Ford to Tango and knows that like maybe he would. Mm. And she's also like now she's like coming to terms with the fact she's friends with Pacey. She's probably seeing the friendship that Pacey and Dawson had in a different light. And it's like a little bit more competitive and they like kind of bring out the worst in each other. Yeah. Much like Dawson. Yeah. Yeah, And like and and moreover to Pacey, like Dawson didn't pursue really a friendship with Andy. So within their relationship, they don't have that like, oh, as Pacey, I'm dating someone and Dawson is encouraging that and wants to be participatory within my relationship. Right. Like there's a way in which actually Dawson or I mean, Pacey's relationship with Andy comes and starts because Dawson and Joey are so wrapped up in each other. And Pacey's like, well, fuck it. Like, fuck this. I'm not going to like wait around for you. Right. You know, like yeah. there's a way in which that's how it really starts. You know, not that it, not that Dawson and uh, Pacey aren't friends in season two, and not that they don't have like, you know, are around each other a lot or like have a lot of friendship moments in season two. They do, but like, but yeah, like Dawson and Andy are never, are like almost never in the same scene in season two. I know, except for when they sing. Thank God. Oh, oh right. of course. Love. I love that. That's just at the tip of your mind every time. Oh um, my God! It's how could I forget? That shit's like so funny. It is amazing. It's amazing. So yeah, they're both spinning about their friendship mm. unraveling with Dawson potentially, yeah. 
And Doug tries to make a speed analogy, and Pacey's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's, wait, wait, wait. It's an amazing analogy. <laughs> it is possibly my favorite metaphor ever used <laughs> on television. Because he's like, Doug's like, so Joey's like a bus. And Pacey's like, no, Joey's a girl. And then, Doug, and then Doug's like, no, Joey's a bus that can't go below 50. Dawson is a bomb hidden under that bus. And you're the brave police officer wanting to drive the bus to safety, but can't because <laughs> of a bomb. And like, what a majestic, majestic <laughs> metaphor. Thank you, Doug Witter. Also, uh, shout out to my friend Matt Walden's podcast, Better Than Speed, where they watch a movie and then tell you if it's better than speed. Um, <laughs> you need a podcast to listen to go for that one um but so like joey asks bessie if she thinks it was more than just an impulse yeah and, and bessie's, bessie's like, just kind of like i don't know like i'm not re- like i'm your sister i'm not your friend like right. i don't hang out with y'all right. i don't really know like and i'm only hearing your point of view yeah. so she's like you kind of have to ask one of your friends in this situation right. and then joey admits she only has three friends Pacey. Mm. Um, Dawson and Andy, which I like that she mentioned Andy. I mean, I get why she's like, I'm not going to talk to Andy about this, but like, you know, she, like we've been seeing their friendship grow through this season. And I like that. Also, I'm like, look, I know Jen and Joey have like a history. That's all Joey's fault. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm like, but Jack is your friend. I agree. I was, <laughs> but I think she, I agree. I was like, why didn't she say Jack? Like, I mean, I you know, know what, I know I, what I think she, said of, what she said, but I, I think that it's because of Andy, like mm-hmm. their siblings, yeah, you know. But yeah, 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 totally. I agree with you. Yeah, but it, I will say this proves my point that she doesn't consider Jen her friend at this point. I no, I yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think you're right. Uh, but maybe maybe we should have maybe we should circle back at the end of the episode and figure out if that's still true. Um, oh, I've got notes in about that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so anyway, so Bessie's like, I don't know, I can't shed light. Like, and part of me thinks that like Bessie's really like, I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> and like, part of me thinks that Bessie should just say, I don't know, fuck Dawson. Thanks. Um. I mean, but she likes Dawson and she, she's not that kind of person. Either. I, know, I know. She's such a hippie, you know, she's just like, whatever. Like, you know. Yeah, I do. So we go back to Doug and Pacey and Pacey and Doug says that he has to defuse the bomb that is Dawson. That's like what Pacey <laughs> has to do. Yeah. And he's got to tell Dawson that he likes Joey. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you should just go to a place that has like a strong memory Mm. from your friendship. And then when you tell Dawson, he'll understand. And then Pacey and Joey can drive off into the sunset. Uh Uh-huh. He does say that. He does say that. Hmm. And Pacey's like, but she didn't consent though. Yeah. She's like, what about the, what about the hitting and the pushing? And Doug, Doug, (laughs) I just, I don't like what he says. Yeah, he says she would not have reacted so strongly if she didn't feel something for you. <sighs> and, like, I think that's why I was pushing back about what you were saying earlier yeah, is because, I mean, like, A, I'm not going to say that there is one way that people react to things because, absolutely. like, that's just not the truth. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't like this narrative of, like, well, why would she react like that? There must be you know, it must be because she likes you or whatever. And it's like this narrative that we have around like, Oh, if a boy's, you know, pulls your hair when you're in elementary school, it means he likes you. Right. 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 No, I agree with you. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. And like, I think, 
I don't know, maybe I'm reading my own feelings about this show into it, but like, Mm -hmm. there's this part of me that's like, there is a comparison, I think, to be made about the two times that they kiss, the first two times that we've seen them kiss, right? Like, this time in season one and this time and now and how markedly different that reaction is. And perhaps the reason that it's different is that they're actually friends now. And she's like, you know, like I was saying, like, she's like, fuck, like, and I will have more notes about this, but like, there is this part of me um, that gets mad about the fact that like no TV show seems to have, be able to have, a straight man and a straight woman on it that don't like fuck at some point or like not even <laughs> fuck like you know right. obviously none of these people are fucking each other but like right but like that don't like have some sexual like mm-hmm. thing at some point and so there's like there's a part of me that like my frustration with television in general mm-hmm. is that well like, i'm gonna say that that means you haven't watched the hundred because the Fans wanted the two main characters to fuck, and they never did. Thank God, because that would have been so stupid. I know. Clark and Bellamy. I know all about it. I am (laughs) on the internet sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely hear you, and especially since that's kind of like the thesis of this show, you know, like the way they lay it out in the pilot, you know. So it is weird for sure. But, and like, even to compare the first kiss that they have in season one to this one, Mm. like you're right. Like so much has changed. So like, I don't within their friendship and then with that in them personally, you know, totally their growth. So, you know, it's hard to say why the reactions were different. Do I think Joey has feelings for Pacey? I do. I do think, but I don't like, again, I don't think that means she wanted to she wants to kiss him or she wants to, you know, she yeah. wants no, to I'm with you. like, you know, her quote, small, but fragile universe. Yeah. So totally, totally. I think that's a good point. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. So like Andy comes out of the house Yeah. <laughs> and is like Jack's eating breakfast outside, which like I, I have questions about East coast <laughs> weather patterns. I um, completely agree. It's um, April. Because... I, well, Joey's like, and Pacey are in like hats and gloves. <laughs> and like you can see their breath. <laughs> yes. But these two just outside, Andy yep. in a t shirt and a maxi skirt that is yep. Yep. heinous. So like, 2000. Welcome to the year 2000. Here we are. I don't know what that look was. I wore it. Mm. I admit it. But mm. it like it creates the stupidest silhouette. It's like a Christmas tree shape uh-huh. and like. That I don't know. That's I, just, I don't know. Like yeah. it's each his own, but I personally don't think that's a silhouette I would recreate ever again in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think you're not wrong for that. I think yeah. that, that that's <laughs> I admire that, <laughs> that choice. That's also, right. she's wearing hers is like a cargo maxi skirt. Like it's a, it's like a Duggar, a Duggar girl. <laughs> it's a real ride. It's a yeah. it's a ride. Um, also Jack just in this mock turtleneck that every gay man in the year 2000 wore. I mean like yeah, legit definitely. everyone definitely. in my, every gay man in my friend group in high Even, school. Even like the cuffs like are too long, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. sleeves are too long. Yeah, he kind of has to like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Anyway, so Jack's like, Andy's like, you're. Ooh, why are you so smiley? <laughs> so and Jack's like, oh, Ethan's coming to visit this weekend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
and Andy's like, like ooh, little romance, you know? She's such a good sister. She's like, I, oh, big brother, you got a little romance going on? Like, ooh. <laughs> And and she's like, you can't even wipe this grin off your face. Like, look at you. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, we are friends. Just friends. <laughs> it's like, and and Jack's like, you know, I've ha- I'm happy that I found this friend who accepts me and like understands me for who I am, which I have been fighting for and arguing for. for I know, like, no, it's now. super good to see. Um, yeah, which is why I want to add this storyline to the Wikipedia page. Come mm, on, it's such a good yes. storyline. And I, and I support you in that endeavor. Um, so Andy's like, well, like, what does dad have to say about this? Like, <laughs> Jack's like I don't give a fuck about that asshole. He's yeah. going to be on a business trip. I just, I didn't want to start a fight. So I didn't tell him. And Andy's and, like, oh, yikes. Um, he, he canceled that business trip. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, and, and, you know, Jack's and like, Jack's well, like, whatever. Like, I'm huh. really an adult. So like, if yeah, he, like that guy sucks. I don't need to tell him anything. Right. Like, whatever. And of course, right as he's saying, like, you know, he can't do a damn thing about it. Um, Mr. Mr. McPhee, McPhee walks out. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, not tell a, who a damn thing about what. Yeah. And then Andy, like, makes up some bullshit about the president's tax code. Mm. And, <laughs> and how I Congress just, like, can't veto it. <laughs> yeah. Or can't be mad I that just, he's going like, to veto it. I, I saw myself in that. Like, I was like, this is like a Hensley interaction. Yeah, I, I like. I definitely was like, I I've been in the middle of this conversation between Greg and Aaron Hensley <laughs> at a at a kitchen island um, in, a, in Orange County somewhere. Um, but I will make the argument, Aaron. And the thing that I thought of was that your dad would sit down and then argue with you about yes. it. <laughs> This dad walked away. Or fortunately, yes, he would. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) However we want to measure that. um, This dad walked away. Your father would not have. Uh, So then we go um, to school where Jen and Henry are like walking through the halls. And like, look, these two look nice together. Yeah. They look good. And like, you're like, okay, okay. And then... You're going to find out that mm. why were you fooling yourself thinking they were looking cute together? Yeah. Because fuck. Henry's like, oh my God, why are you, what, why are you so happy? Why are you yeah, smiling? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I found out tomorrow's your birthday. I can't believe you didn't tell me. Which like, again, I want to circle back to last week. Like why mm. don't you ask someone's birthday? Like when you start dating, they've been dating for like six months now. I, like Aaron, I think you do. I have friends. <laughs> I have friends that I've been friends with for over a decade I'm that, not talking about friends I know but I'm so bad with birthdays <laughs> I'm like because you know why you know what it is is that I don't really care if people say anything to me on my birthday and I'm like so I also don't care if right. I say anything to you on your birthday I try it to text people does or, feel inauthentic to a high school relationship I, <laughs> but okay, that she okay. just found out his birthday I, but I hear you and, okay and I you and I you. And, and she, she's like, I planned a whole day for us. Like, mm. we're going to go out. We're going to get dinner. Like, you know, I've got that Leary Fresh Fish money. And um, he's like, ooh, actually, <laughs> yeah. I can't. He's like, I got, you know, I got this, like, I've got I got some plans. family thing. Because she's like. He's like, I got plans. And she's like, and you didn't invite your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like, well, it's like with my mom and, like, my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh. 
okay. Like she understands, Mm -hmm. but this is like triggering to her because she wants to fit in and she's like used to being like the girlfriend that like she said, Valentine's day was usually the time the guy I was seeing took out the girl he really liked, you know? So these kind of things of not including her is really triggering for her. And so she's trying to be supportive, but you can tell she's sad. And Mm. just to add salt to that wound, Mm -hmm. this Dude bro. walks up. This, <laughs> a bro. You know, bro walks up. In a, like, in a letterman jacket. Yeah. Henry, what up, bro? Hey. I can't wait to see you You're at your party tomorrow. And, like, this guy's, like, a senior. So, like. Absolutely. You know. I mean, let's be honest. This guy's, like, 37. Yeah. But, but it just doesn't fit the argument that Henry has later on either as to why he didn't invite her. I agree with you. I okay. agree with you entirely. Um, so, we, Jen is pissed i mean right <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm pissed and i, I can't I, believe she didn't break up with me. him right then and there yeah yeah and he's like like he tries to be like come on and i'm just like i fucking hate this Fuck guy you. and like why did they sell us like why are they trying to sell us on this guy I, honestly i don't know like it's like it's it's much similar to like oh well pacey really likes joey so she should like kiss him back or uh-huh. like Henry really likes Jen. So even though Jen says all these glaring red flags, she should like him back because he really likes her. Like yeah. what, it, what about the white man's feelings? Right, right, right. I mean, it's just, it does show you that like in the year 2000, we were still pretty framed over the dudes. Like, yeah. even though I would argue that the women in this show and even, I mean, Pacey Witter is one of my favorite characters. He is your yeah. Favorite character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all time in television. Yeah. But there's like, there is a part of me that's like, <sighs> it's frustrating. You have these great women and like, I have to like fucking be around Henry. Yeah. Absolutely. No thanks. Oh, <laughs> uh, I prefer a fucking toxic relationship with Chris Wolf over I, Henry. I mean, at least that was. I don't know if I would even call that toxic. Like they were at least communicating what each other wanted at the beginning, at the beginning, at least don't come at me. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so we go to the cafeteria and Joey's like got her lunch yeah. and she's looking for a place to sit and she Dawson, sees Dawson. And then Pacey swoops in and sits down and she's like, Fuck. shit, <laughs> can't go there. And Dawson like passes a newspaper to Pacey mm. and is like, I can't believe this. They're fucking building condos where we had our fort. They're going to bulldoze our fort. Mm. You know, gentrification, and- Dawson. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Pacey's like, oh man, like, you know. Well, he's just like a NIMBY. So yeah, whatever. He totally is. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, but Dawson's like, or Pacey's like, yeah, like, oh my God, our fort, like where we looked at our first Playboys and you watched me drink our first, my first <laughs> sips of beer, which does make me laugh every time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And Dawson's like, you know, I'm Dawson's like ready to like handcuff himself to the fort I to know. protest. He's and I'm like, all right. I love it. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> He's like still inspired by Joey taking a stand. Yeah, totally. Um, so we go over to the Joey who then sits down with Andy. And Andy's yeah. like, you seem weird, girl. Are you okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, are you okay? How was your weekend? And Joey doesn't tell Andy about AJ. No, she doesn't. It's it's weird. It, okay. She doesn't tell her about AJ. She kind of mumbles out like, man, I don't know. It was like, fine. As she's fine. like unwrapping fine. a sandwich and, and like yeah, not looking. Like, it's fine. You know, <laughs> it's very like. You're like, supposed to get the idea that like she obviously her head somewhere else and yeah. she's only thinking about Pacey, which I get. Yeah. But it's just funny that like 
she was like, us is a, something I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. And we have not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Five even seconds later. You, y'all breaking up to like yeah. her third best friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go back to Pacey and Dawson and Pacey's like, oh man, like we should go camping. Like give yeah, the fort. Yeah, like he sees his opportunity from, mm. from Doug's advice. Yeah, exactly. Like give this fort one last hurrah. And Dawson's yeah. like, oh, fuck, that's a fucking great idea, Pacey. Let's like. Let's go camping. And Paisley looks so nervous. He's like, okay, yeah. okay, we're going to go like, camping. I'm going to do this. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so interesting how Pacey is like, he is so willing to take risks with his feelings for women, but like mm-hmm. not for men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so then we go back to the table with Jen and Joey and Jen comes or with Andy and Joey and Jen comes up. And he's, yeah. she's like, let me tell you something. Yeah. She's like, fuck boys, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, they're sweet and sorry for her. I mean, Andy's more sorry than Jen, but yeah. like, or than Joey, Joey but yeah. you know, Joey's, she's there. Also and just like this table of three girls eating lunch together. Like honestly, Dawson's Creek, this is all I, I ever wanted. I, I completely agree. <laughs> I mean, I think that's why I love this episode. The three yeah, girls yeah. hanging out. Yeah. I'm just like, Can I have more of this? Please, 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 please. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> So Andy like rallies the troops as Andy does. And she's like, look, ladies, we need a girl's night. She's like, isn't it fucking weird that we don't hang out together? And I'm like, yes. Yes, Yes, it is. (laughs) And Andy's like, okay, like, it's weird that you only hang out with dudes. Female bonding is powerful. Have you not seen Thelma and Louise? And look, both Jen and Joey have the exact wrong reaction to this. (laughs) They're like, exactly. She's like, uh, well, don't they kill a guy and then die? Well, and I'm like, first of all, they kill a rapist. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. And then I was like, and you know, it's a great movie. <laughs> so. Wow. Obviously, everyone knows I relate to Andy a lot. So mm. she's, you know, I know she's speaking she's your language. Like speaker, but she says, but the point is they did it together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm like, Andy, that's right, girl. Yeah, you girl. understood that movie. <laughs> Solidarity, Andy. And, you know, Andy says my one of my favorite lines, in this cold, cold cruel world, a guy can rely, or a girl can only rely on her sisters. And I'm like, preach it, Andy. Yes. Yes. And um, she's like, let's have a girl's night. And Jen and Joey are kind of like, oh, I don't know. And Jen looks up as Henry walks into the cafeteria yeah. and then, like turns away from her gaze. Yeah. Fuck this guy. I agree. I agree. <laughs> He's a fucking nightmare, man. Okay. And Jen's like, I'm in. Did something wrong. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. 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 And so Jen's like, I'm fucking in, girl. And Joey's like, okay. I guess. All right. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> finally. <laughs> so then we go to Jack's house and Ethan's at the door. Yeah. And Jack's dad comes home at the same time that Ethan's sort of standing yeah. at the door. Exactly. And he's like, Jack, I got to talk to you. And Mr. <laughs> McPhee says that Jack, I got to talk to you. And, and so Jack walks over there and he, Mr. McPhee like demands that Jack sends Ethan home. Right. And, and like, 
I mean, again, I think the McPhees, like, I really relate to both of them because Jack totally stands up to his dad. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Like, yeah. I don't listen to people I don't respect. Yeah, you can get <laughs> fucked, sir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, which I, I just like, I, I feel that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and Jack just like tells, you know, Mr. McPhee how he's feeling. He's like, look, you just don't want my friend here because I'm gay. He's gay. Like, we're both gay. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And, like, he's like, you know, my friend's coming over for the weekend. Like, you can fucking deal with it. Yeah. Um, and Mr. McPhee is like, well, you know, like, you should have asked. And Jack's like, why? You <laughs> Fuck you. Like, no way. And, and Mr. McPhee's like, that would have saved you the trouble of having mm. to send him home. Mm. And Jack's like, I'm absolutely not doing that. And then Mr. McPhee leans into something like, again, my parents didn't do this, but this is common. Mm. Well, you live under my roof. <laughs> And, and then, again, I'm I'm a jag here. I'd be like, uh, I live with Andy. I don't live with you. Yeah. And that's what he says. He's like, I'm here because of Andy. Like, I am not here to deal with your fucking shit. And you told me that, like, you were going to yeah, be cool. We entered a verbal agreement. Yeah. So hard pass, man. <laughs> that was like a McPhee. The thing you just told me said. <laughs> That was very McAfee. Um, and like, fuck yeah, right on Jack. Like, totally. Give him yeah. what, you know, like, fuck that guy. Um, so we go over to Buzz's house. Pacey's like bringing Buzz home. Yeah. It, Jonathan Lipnicki, if you forgot. Um, and, uh, and he's like, Pacey's like, all right, I got to go. And Buzz's like, where are you going? Yeah. I told my friends that they're going to come meet my semi-cool mentor. Yeah. And Pacey's like, and it's it's cute. You it know, you cute. see how they've like bonded. And Pacey's yeah. like, oh, dude, I, I've already got plans, man. I'm going like, to go camping yeah. in Dawson. And, and Buzz is like, I want to go camping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Pacey, like, to his credit, is like, next time, like, you're in. But, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's so just me and Dawson in, this time. No kids allowed. Like, yeah, you know, like, it's we're just going to. Yeah. Pacey's like what a good mentor like that's actually a great mentor he's like you know kid like not this time but I will take you and like I fucking believe him no I, I think he's a really good communicator mm, totally and Buzz is disappointed and is like fine by Pacey and like I don't know I, <laughs> there's a part of me that's like I feel for the kid but also you know. no, no totally I mean <laughs> kids don't always get their way they yeah. have to understand oh my that, god they don't know? So it's like, okay. You know, oh, did not like, everyone's mom sing You Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones when they were not allowed to get something um, that they wanted? <laughs> Is that not something that happened to everyone? I think that happens to everyone. Yeah. Mm, that happened yeah. to me. Happened <laughs> In to the me. aisles of Toys R Us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. Uh, so um, we go back to, Je- we go to Jen's where Andy... And like Joey and they're having the girls night. We yeah, got the girls night going. They're sitting on the um on Jen's bed and Andy's like, I've got it. We're gonna do facials and pedicures. And she jumps off Jen's bed and we see she's wearing shoes. Uh, <laughs> these people. Shoes. What kind of monsters take, are these? Take your shoes off of beds. What are you doing? <laughs> Fucking disgusting. <laughs> That's gross. And Jen and Joey's faces are both me though, when Andy's like pedicures yeah. and facials, they're like, oh God. They're just like Oof, what have we done here? Oof. What is this what a girl's night is? And I'm like, uh, girls, girls, I hear that. That is my face when people recommend things <laughs> like that to me. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go along with this, but I'm not super happy about it. So Jen's kind of like, so Joey, what's up? And Joey's <laughs> like, no way, sister. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joey's like, no, no, nothing, nothing. 
And Jen's like, I, you know, if you were going through something, like, and you needed to talk to someone, like, who could shed light, but wanted to yeah, you you can count on me. Yeah. And Joey wonders if Jen knows what's going on. Mm. And, and Jen's like, well, you know, this is a pretty incestuous group. So like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm not, okay. So wait, I have to like pause us for a second. Cause I was like, the fact that even though Joey has been awful to Jen, mm-hmm. um, she, she hasn't been awful to Jen in a while. Like yeah. we kind of just yeah. haven't really seen them together in a while, but, but there's been a long time that she was just awful to Jen um downright vicious and like this part of me that's like jen girl there are cooler people out there I know. <laughs> maybe go to those people but there's a part of me that's like fuck man like jen is still trying and that's like kind of amazing no jen's such a good person i, I mean, mean she's so sensitive and like you know intuitive and she's really smart and so you she, you get the vibe that she just knows Joey's trauma. So she mm. understands that like what's happening. I know? mean, honestly, like no one on this show deserves Jen except for maybe Jack. Like, I completely agree. Like, I mean, maybe Pacey. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They're okay. So anyway, Joey's like hesitant and is like, well, how, like, do you know that there's information to share? Like, how do you know? Yeah, yeah. Joey's like, when did this information become public knowledge? Uh-huh. And Jen's like, whoa, 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 there is no information. There is no public knowledge. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that if there is anything you want to talk about, I'm here to help, girl. Yeah, I, I'm here. I'm just like, we do not deserve Jen. Oh my god, I know. It's so fucking dark I mean, that everyone hated her in 2000. Jen is amazing. Jen's amazing. Anyway, so we go from there to the McPhee house where Jack and Ethan are playing chess, which... Yeah. Whew, okay. And, and Mr. McPhee walks in with a tray of old fashions and it's like, hey, boys, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not hang like a out? regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> Legit is holding a tray of three old fashions. He's got, he's got drinks. I mean, Mr. McPhee, you want to bring me an old fashioned right here? I will take it, sir. Um, Jack's not having any of Mr. McPhee's shit, which, like, fair. <laughs> yeah he's yeah he's like why do you go fucking bring your binoculars to jen's house and spy on andy like yeah. get the fuck out of here i'm hanging out with my friend <laughs> yeah thank you and jack and then like and, mr mcphee leaves yeah like he does pick up his old-fashioned walks out mm. and and like again this is when it's so awesome to see jack having a, a gay friend because yes he's he's mad and he tells ethan about it he's like oh like this fucking sucks yeah. you know and ethan's like I, I can totally relate to your experience. Right. You know? like, I had the same problem with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to Pacey and Dawson who are, okay. Like, I don't know if you clocked this, but they're walking down a paved sidewalk, seemingly like in the middle of this town, like not out in the woods or anything. And yeah. they're like, man, this is so hard. And I'm like, <laughs> The backpacks that you have? Yeah, I think the backpacks. Okay, okay. Because they're fucking huge. Like, they're going on a one-night backpacking trip, and they, like, they have, like, hell, like, no. Their backpacks are bigger than me backpacking for a week in Alaska. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) no. And 
it's a lot. Paisley's like, you know, he's, you can see Paisley like trying to get the conversation to a yeah, point he's like, where he's got an in. Like he's like, okay. okay. And he's like, Paisley's like, yeah, you're, you're right. Like change. Um, we've changed a lot since we're, we've been kids. And then he says, change can be good. Okay, yeah, which he's yeah. like repeating what we always say. Yeah. And like, you know, and they're kind and he's kind of like, Ooh, and then they end up walking through the, the forest area yeah, yeah. or whatever and Dawson's like oh my god here it is the fort, fort you know yeah and um and Dawson's like disappointed yeah that it's like and small and like not as like, like this is totally like me I totally remember things differently and you're like I love this re- revelation you're having you know <laughs> your gaze <laughs> to the past is is always incorrect <laughs> Mon yeah. frere. <laughs> please, please continue. Mon frere. <laughs> please continue to have that retrospection as you get older. Yeah. Um, and Pacey's like, yeah, just be realistic, man. We're fucking nine. Like, isn't it dope? We built this fucking fort and right. we like would come and hang out here and it's like still fucking standing like yeah, dude. seven years later. Yeah. Like, who cares? It's fucking cool. Yeah. And, and, and Dawson's just like, yeah, but the thing is, like, what I've been trying to do during this period of my life is to, like, reconnect with the person I was in the past when things were magical and mm. when I, like, had all this, like, inspiration. Yeah. And he's like, you know, maybe that, like, I'm just, like, not that person. Like, maybe I just thought I was that person. Yeah. And then Pacey's, like, again, trying to, like, okay, let's bring the guy. He's like, how do I steer this around? How do I yeah. get this to a point where I can tell him that I have feelings for Joey? And, you know, he's like, you're looking for an answer. And so am I. And then <laughs> just this morning I was talking to Doug and he said that I should come to you. And then Dawson's like, do you, do you hear something? Yeah. Like, what's that noise? And Casey's like, no, no, what? No. <laughs> and then we as the audience mm. hear something and we see like Buzz and two of his like sidekicks <laughs> riding on tiny bikes, you know, they're and- like, we found him. <laughs> yeah. and like just once again to remind you that parenting was much different at this time um and kids did just ride around randomly um you know at at age nine or ten or whatever this is supposed to be i mean i just know nothing about parenting now so maybe it is like that you know (laughs) i feel like i i don't know i know nothing i know less than nothing but (laughs) I do feel like it's less like they're your nine year old. I feel like I don't see a lot of nine year olds just randomly riding their bikes around. Uh-huh. But I also live in Los Angeles, in, so. in city. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's like in like small towns or suburbs. But exactly. But yes, so, this so we, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we go back to Jen's and they're like sitting around the girls. Andy's like painting Joey's nails. They all have like clay face, face masks. masks. Yeah. And Joey's like damn this popcorn's fucking good and andy's like yeah it was my mom's recipe and like i don't know that kind of broke my heart yeah because like andy has these like really awesome childhood memories that like are it's just like a a, she'll never get that mom yeah yeah no i agree i agree and joey's like you know i just are they they're all kind of like i wish it could be like when we were 10 again Mm -hmm. and joey's like yeah like i miss when i got to climb the trees and like roll around in the mud and hang with the boys and we were like the same like none of this boy girl stuff got in the way yeah and jen then tells a devastating story yeah (laughs) also are heartbroken by jen yes 
She's, she's like, like, I didn't really get a childhood. Mm. I wasn't allowed to play in the dirt because it wasn't proper. I wasn't allowed to wear my mom's heels because they were very expensive. And I couldn't pig out because on popcorn and stuff because, like, my mom thought I would get fat. And I'm just like, justice oh, for Jen. God. <laughs> my just God. Just like, moms, do not talk about your daughter's body. <sighs> don't. Don't. Just don't. Please. Um, so Joey's like, you know what? I just want to eat ice cream and forget about boys. And girl, in this week of our <laughs> Lord 2020, absolutely the same. <laughs> also substitute ice cream for Irish whiskey and you'll have my week. Um, okay, so. <laughs> yeah. And they like kind of start talking about like how boys, boys are stupid. Yeah. And, like, you know, whatever. And they, lie, Jen's like, they mess with their head. Yeah. And they and then Jen's like, yeah, and sometimes they won't tell you they like you. And she like dead eyes Joey. <laughs> it's like your move, Potter. <laughs> I love Jen. And Joey, like, she shoots a look at Joey, and Joey's like, okay. <laughs> and then she's like, I've decided on my activity, y'all. We're going to the roller rink. Okay, wait a minute. Mm. Cape Side has a roller rink. Cape Side has a jazz club. A strip club, a train station, and a bus station, but uh, their high school only has 300 kids. <laughs> this show does not know what's happening. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> so, so like, they, what they really needed was like someone to be like, let us, let us actually tell you how big Cape Side is, right? Like, <sighs> okay, so Jen then is like, like amazing <laughs> this is gonna go with my activity mm. and she pulls out like three pink bags and we all knew what that meant yeah victoria's secret um and so then we go to the back to the mcphee's where ethan and jack are gonna leave for dinner and ethan invites mr mcphee to join them for dinner to which jack's face says what the fuck, fuck? <laughs> um i mean my note was like ethan but out of this like i don't i mean is... i i definitely agree like i i i don't think they're good enough friends for this like if yeah. jen had done it it would have been different but yeah. i just don't think they're good enough friends for ethan to be participating in this way yeah but like then that being said it's like ethan has had this presumably similar experience with his dad mm. and maybe like has gone over the hump. So he's like, someone's got to take the first step, you know? I, I feel um, like I'm going to have a little bit more to say about this later on in the episode, but totally. like, there is a part of me at this point where I'm like, fuck you, Ethan. Like, no, no, I'm just not. like, Ethan, you don't know Jack well yeah. enough to do this. Like, absolutely not. This is on this is inappropriate, right. you know? Right. And like Mr. McPhee has like the world's biggest lean cuisine that he's like about to put in the oven. <laughs> true um, he looks at it and he's like fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i definitely don't want to eat this shit yeah you know? same um we go back to the fort and pacey and dawson have like a fire going and pacey tells the kids that their parents said that they could stay there and then <laughs> hands a cell phone to one of the kids and says a 10 year old shouldn't have a cell phone and oh pacey you sweet you wait. summer child <laughs> just wait. you wait <laughs> <laughs> who so the kids and want like, Dawson to tell them a story and he like starts he telling them like movies. Leans into what Nikki told him would happen. Mm. He's like, let's let me tell you about this guy who wanted to start at a theme park. Mm -hmm. and, and the kids are like, That's uh, Jurassic, Park. Jurassic Park. 
And it's like, and then he's like, well, then there was this boy who like met a little alien. I don't know what he says. Yeah. And like, and they're like, yeah, E.T. And then, and then Andy's, and then Dawson's like, well, what about the one with the shark? And they're like, come on. (laughs) And it's like interesting again to like how Dawson always thinks like he's the only film person in (laughs) In the world side. Yeah. And like, it's just so interesting to me because these little kids are like, yeah, we've seen all these movies, even though they're like, they were, you know, like. They're older than us, you know, these little kids. Well, no, Maybe no, not Jurassic no, no. Park, but yeah, but yeah. Well, but that's my thing is like, I saw Jurassic Park when it was 10. That's when it came out. But like, you would have watched E.T. as a kid. No, no, no exactly. Yeah. I mean, but even these little kids, the movies right. are older than these little kids. And right, they've right, seen right. these movies. Right, yeah, of course. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, so it's like. like the fact that he like always maintains that he's like the only right. film nerd, and it, it, it's hard like, bro, because like you're not the only one who's seen Jurassic fucking. Park. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> e.T. Jaws, are you kidding me? I like, know. Come, come on, on. come on. <laughs> so Dawson's like, okay, so he starts telling him kind of a fucked up story <laughs> about a guy who murders, axe murders cute things yeah and like buzz is about to like fall off a log mm. and dawson's like buzz are you okay, you okay? <laughs> and like and you know buzz is like yeah yeah okay okay yeah it's <laughs> they're cute like, they're like the kids are like real into it they're scared but they're into it like it's yeah. it's a sweet it like ends sweetly mm-hmm. and we go to the roller rink then um with these girls all three of the girls skating together and just like a note that katie holmes is just skating in every episode at this point (laughs) (laughs) katie girl what what's going on yeah they have like feather boas on and like um like pajamas and Mm robes and they've 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 done their hair like kind of like 40 style or whatever and like Andy's like, yeah, I know we just want to like talk shit about boys, but like, you know, there's just like there's something to be said for like, yeah. you know, when they just give you that look that mm-hmm. makes you weak in the knees, you know. She's like, <sighs> Casey used to give me that look right before he'd kiss me. And, and Joey's face. Oh <laughs> Joey's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she already admitted that Pacey gave her that look. And like she, and also, she knows, yeah, she knows what that does to your, yeah, yeah, psyche, small yeah. but fragile universe, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then she's like, you know, you even like, like, um, Andy's like, you even melt when, when you don't want to, yeah. and like, Jen's kind of smiles and says, like, yeah, Henry has a look too, you mm-hmm. know. And then they all take a break and like Joey and Andy kind of keep skating and Jen sees them Henry hitting a pinata. Yeah. In a Jen's room. like, oh yeah, let me, like, I'm just going to take a break. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. she hears like someone chanting, or, like a, a huge group of people chanting <laughs> Henry. Henry. And she's like, mm. and she rolls over there and Henry, it's like, I can't understate how many people are at Henry's party. Like, like, so he was like, there. did he tell all of them? Don't tell Jen this happened. I, I mean, yeah it's just like the extent to which he was gonna like think she wouldn't find out about this it's like unbelievable yeah totally totally and, and so she walks in as he's like hitting a pinata and blindfolded and she's like henry, henry? and then and like everyone is the party is shook <laughs> and then she we like go to commercial he like lifts his thing and like his bent or his like blindfold and then we go to commercial it's very <laughs> Um, 
So when we come back dinner with Ethan and Jack and Mr. McPhee and Ethan and Mr. McPhee are like talking about cars and and yeah, old muscle cars. They're having a very long conversation about them. Yeah. And Ethan's stoked. And, and every time and and Mr. McPhee's like, yeah, I used to have a car. Do you remember that Jack? And Jack's like, no, Nope. And Jack's not into this conversation. He does not want his dad there. Like, which is totally understandable. Like an authentic 17 year old. Like this is fear torture, even if your friend's into it, you know? And, Mr. McPhee's like having a really good time and they're like kind of talking about cars and he's like <laughs> again I don't understand the size of Cape Side mm. because he's like yeah there's a classic car museum down the street that stays late open late on weekends what what so they have a strip club an underground jazz mm-hmm, club mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. roller rink mm-hmm. a bus station train mm-hmm, station mm-hmm. and a classic car museum that has enough patrons that visit it to stay open late on weekends <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. And your question is <laughs> and only three hundred people in the high school. <laughs> oh boy, okay. <laughs> so do you know he's like, let's go. And Ethan's like, Yeah, man, yeah, like I'm into it. And Jack's like, um Jack's worst weekend of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to the fort and Pacey like the boys are the little boys are all asleep, but Pacey yeah. digs up like is it a time capsule kind of thing? Maybe? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that they like and buried. He, and he's like, "Oh my god, Dawson, look!" And they open it, and Dawson's like, "Oh shit, my ticket stubbed to the first time I saw Jurassic Park, and the second and the third. <laughs> and then Tr- Pacey tell much similar to Jen and Andy mm. tells a story about his childhood trauma, where mm. he's like, "Oh yeah, Doug's pocket knife." My dad never found the evidence, but he beat me up about it. Yeah. And then they find a picture of Dawson and Joey. And Dawson's like, oh, man, even then she was beautiful. Like, we had no idea. And Casey says. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, he's like, we must have been blind, deaf, and dumb. Yeah, to not to notice. I'm like, I mean, yeah, but also like, whew. Here's the time, base, if you're going to bring it up. (laughs) Here's your entry. (laughs) Um, and, but then they find an oath of loyalty that Pacey wrote to Dawson when they became blood brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and Dawson says this thing, like, I have questions about this. He says, isn't it weird that you can put your friendship with someone in a box, bury it and forget about it? Which is like, if you follow the logic of that, it's like a little bit maybe fucked up. Like, yeah, because I wrote down in that moment, Pacey realizes Dawson wouldn't be his friend if he dated Joey. Right. Yeah. Um, like, because he just gets this look, like, I cannot tell him. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think he realized that he would yeah. have to choose Joey or Dawson. And he's like, okay. Mm. Um, so then we get a music cue that is one of those ones that's an abomination that they changed it. <laughs> um, it's the band is called The Last December and they are covering the orchestral maneuvers in the dark song, If You Remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, is yeah, the song really... at the end of Pretty in Pink. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And also, if you are fans of teen drama, uh, there is an episode of The O.C. where there's a great cover of that song um, uh, about halfway through season one. Um, anyway, uh, we go to the ben roller rink. Henry are, are skating mm. and she apologizes to him. 
so okay yeah i mean she does <laughs> she does so like Jen's like, this is a pure coincidence that we're here and your mom is making us stay. Like, like kind of being like, okay, like, don't be mad. And I'm like, the fact, girl, that you have not yet broken up with this person is like a, really a lot oh. for me to take on. But like, he was having a party at a public place that anyone could show up and you happen to show up and you somehow think he is in a position to be mad about that. A hundred percent. hundred percent. And um, I mean, my note was like, Jen, why the fuck are you defending being here? Like, not at all. Do you need to do that? No. Henry and he's says like, he's not mad. He's humiliated. Which, like, I respect him for telling his feelings, mm. you know? It's mm. like, mm-hmm. what you're picking up as being mad is actually humiliation. And she's like, are you kidding me? You're humiliated? <laughs> like, Look what I'm wearing. Um, you didn't, my boyfriend didn't invite me to his birthday and I accidentally show up and wearing this mm. and you're the one who's humiliated <laughs> dog. Like this is <laughs> maybe like put this in perspective here. And then, um, she's like, so you invite me and hurt my feelings or you lie to me. You hurt my feelings when you don't invite me. And then I show up wearing this and you're humiliated. And Henry then goes on to say, Come on, Jen, this place is for like six-year-olds. I told my mom I'd do it this last time, but how could I bring you here? You wouldn't have understood. And, and I, he gaslights her. It's so fucked up. I have some things to say about this. Number one, I had roller skating birthday parties until I was like 12 or 13. Nothing long, wrong with a lower, roller skating birthday party. Um, I'd have one now if we could be around each other. Uh, number two... How have we not moved past the plot point where Henry doesn't seem to know Jen at all? I know. And like, also, it doesn't matter. Like he said, my mom wanted to have this. So like, that's the thing. Sometimes you're like, I don't know, my parents are wild and they have to do this. And like, I, it's, I don't want to do it. And you invite your, that doesn't mean he's young. That means his mom be wild, like whatever, you know, like, and, (laughs) and he, it's just like, what? And like Jen, she's told him this throughout. Like, she's like, you don't have to hide who you are to be with me. Right. And that's the thing is like, first of all, on what fucking planet would Jen Lindley ever shame you for having like a kind of a lame party? I mean, (laughs) It, it's like she wanted to hang out with him on his birthday. She doesn't give a fuck, you know? Like, like I, But, like, even, like, right now, she literally showed up to a roller rink in silk pajamas and a boa. So, like, you clearly don't know her because, like, yeah. she's like, whatever, man. Like, this is what she, I'm into. To this point, he is the one who is perpetuating the idea that Jen is this, like, sophisticated New Yorker yeah, yeah, that like yeah, yeah, is yeah. a total asshole to Absolutely. people and judges them. Absolutely. I mean, Jen is a sophisticated New Yorker, but she doesn't like throw that in people's faces. She's not like side-eyeing yeah. people for doing shit. Like, you know, like, totally. like, you know, like maybe some New Yorkers, but like, <laughs> or like the stereotype of it, you know, yeah. but, uh, totally, totally, totally. I, I mean, like, as an Angelino, I can do that sometimes. I'll, I'll admit, I'll admit. <laughs> um, so it, it's just like, it's so fucking stupid. I, I agree. She, I agree. And, and my thing is just like, as a show, how have we not moved past this? Like, how is this still the same fucking fight they're getting in every time? Yeah. Because they could have gotten in just a fight, like a different yeah. fight. 
Like, why does it have to be this one? Just perpetuating totally. the like insecurity that Henry has about being young, mm. which is also the insecurity Jen has about be- them being together. So that mm. means that they shouldn't be together. Right. I mean, <laughs> they tried it. That, they couldn't yeah. get over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. They're done. <laughs> it's like similar to AJ and Joey, mm. where it was like, okay, we're, I'm insecure about the fact we're in different places in our life. Like we should just break up because of that. And then they like, <laughs> and then they did. Yeah. Well, they kind of, yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, they should have just broke up for that, but they did end up breaking up ultimately. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, that, and that mostly is what broke them up is that they didn't know each other <laughs> right? because right. they were in different places in their life. Right. So and like he geez, kind he, of skates off yeah. and she chases him and she's supposed to, she's like, Henry, come here. Mm. And like, you're supposed to be like, Oh wow. How cute. Like, Oh wow. I totally no, get this. I'm horrified. I'm horrified. And she's like, well, I got you a really good gift. She did. I agree. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? You got like, you don't have well, it anymore. Wait, wait, wait. Cause she oh. says, cause she says, it's like hard enough, or he says it's hard enough to get her to stop thinking of him as this innocent little kid. And like, I was kind of like the roller skating birthday party is not what's making her think that if she like, we have no proof that she's thinking that, but yeah, the roller skating party is the one's doing it. It's that you continue to behave like this. Yeah. Um, and then she says like, you don't have to hide who you are from me. Like, I don't care that you're innocent. And actually it's like helping me find that in myself. And then the fucking audacity of this motherfucker is like, do you forgive me? I was like, I didn't hear an apology in any of that. And then Jen, like to her credit says like, look, I don't like being lied to. Yeah. And then he apologizes and he's like, you know, I I understand if you don't want to speak to me again. And like, (laughs) then he leaves and then she chases him. And I'm just like, Okay. I mean, like, I, I give Jen so much space because she has been through legit hell. Um, but like, there is a part of me that's like, as even as like a 16 year old, you can totally, you totally understand why she's putting up with all this because Mm. you had hella friends that did that. And you Mm. know, that like, (laughs) it's fucking wild out there. But at the same time, you're still like, this guy fucking sucks. Like, none of this stuff is sweet and endearing. And, like, especially no. when we're, like, at the time as we're watching their relationship, like, you know, grow, we're also seeing, like, Pacey and Joey. And, like, they're, mm-hmm. like, you know. And so, in, like, comparison of Pacey to Henry, you're, like, it even furthers the guy. Like, this guy sucks. Yeah, you know? this guy does suck. Um, And, like, so John, like, goes after him and is, like, look, I got you a great gift. Just an FYI. Mm-hmm. a totally like mint condition copy of born to run on vinyl which like <laughs> that is a great i love how that one of the things of <laughs> is that's bruce springsteen right mm, yeah yeah the one of the things we know about henry is he's a boss fan <laughs> yeah it's like I one mean, of the only personal things we know about him <laughs> i mean henry I, look henry who doesn't love the boss <laughs> totally. um, i want to say on this day where we this so this morning in the election uh pennsylvania sort of became like biden got more votes in pennsylvania that's what happened this morning and i saw a lot of great twitter memes about they shot the chicken man in philly last night um which is <laughs> uh, of course bruce springsteen lyric um uh, from the songs the streets of I mean, philadelphia my favorite theme which like we've talked about that song in austin's creek before is the 
Nevada counting the votes to Brian McKnight back to one. <laughs> we texted about that. Yes. <laughs> one is like a dream come true. Like Two. Nevada cutting the votes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, you guys, the internet sometimes is like a real Oh, God, I it's know. Um, anyway. It's us alive. It but, has it, been. It has been. They did. They, uh, they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. That's the, the lyric. Um, anyway, so, uh, so he, she's like, I sold it, but I sold it for some angry chick music. <laughs> and I, I also agree with, as a person who owns Born to Run on vinyl, I will tell you that I think that Jen made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't own it on vinyl or on CD, but mm. I think she made the right choice. I think she yeah. did. And, and I, I, lo- and I love Bruce Springsteen. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah, I yeah. mean, um, so anyway, we go back to the car museum where Mr. McPhee is explaining old cars. Um, yeah. And Jack has just about had it, which like. <laughs> yes. And again, I don't understand Cape Side because it's a quite like a decent size museum. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I've been to small town car museums and this is bigger than a small town car museum absolutely absolutely peterson automotive museum of la but like what is happening (laughs) it's it's a you know it's a mid-size it's a mid-size um yes and jack pulls ethan aside and is like look dude i did not ask you to come here so we can hang out with my dad yeah, he's just like, this is uncomfortable and it's fucking triggering to be around my father. Mm, like, who hates me? He hates me. Like, I don't like to be around this person who doesn't, he has a fundamental difference, you know, to who I am as a person. Right. So, why would I want to spend my time like this, like with you or otherwise, right. you know? And, and this he's is like, like what I know, mean is that, like, Ethan doesn't know him well enough to have pulled this maneuver. I agree with you. I think that, I think that that is a correct assessment because, like, Jack's like, look, he's like, loves this fucking car, but he can't, like, muster up a shred of emotion about me. Yeah. You know, like, fuck this shit. And Mr. McPhee overhears it because Jack is kind of yelling. Yelling. <laughs> and they're not, like, they're in and they're not that far away. Right. And, <laughs> and so he, <laughs> Mr. McPhee is like, Ooh, sorry, boys. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go like, um, yeah. y- y'all can get home. Okay. Right. Mm. Like, you know, and mm. Chuck's like, yeah, I can get myself fucking home, you know? Yeah. And, and Mr. McPhee goes to walk and he, he turns back and he's like, you know what? I thought things were getting better between us. And like, I, I canceled my trip to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. And like, he says, I guess I'm not the father you want or need. And so, um, I have opinions. <laughs> Are you ready? This is fucked nine ways of Sunday. Um, if you have been this awful to your child, you do not get to stay home from one business trip and not apologize and just. Well, that's per- what I mean. It's like, I, I like appreciate that he's trying, you know, and yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that we should like normalize, like you know, changing your opinion Um, and like, you know, and letting people do that. Um, but like, yes, I agree. You don't just get to like infer, like you, she assumed Jack was going to infer that Mr. McPhee wanted to spend time with Jack when Jack has no reason to infer that what Jack is going to infer is what he did infer, right? That Mr. McPhee is is there to police Jack and to, you know, um, be fucked up to him. Yeah. I, I have a note a little later that I'm gonna, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think there's a way to have gone about this and I don't think that this is the way to have gone about it, Absolutely, um, but I have yeah. a note about that later. But like, my thing is like, you do not get to be, if you've been this horrible, you don't get to be sad and hurt when your kid's angry at you. 
Yeah. You behaved atrociously. You have to deal with those consequences. It's like, it's like that meme that's like, well, 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 as if it isn't the the results of, or the consequences of my actions. actions. And it's like, exactly. Like when you behave like this, there are consequences. Yeah. And like the fact that he's like, now is trying to step up and Mm. like pretend like he cares what kind of father he is. He's like, I'm not the father you want or need. And you're like, you've never, you haven't been that to Andy either. Like we've (laughs) never seen you be a decent father. So I don't know why you thought that that was even like in the realm of possibility for like who you are as a father at this point. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Like, I think this is like, it actually is super authentic because like, Mr. McPhee is a narcissist piece of shit. So he would frame it in in Mm. terms of his feelings, you know, totally like is authentic. And I bet you this is like a conversation or a situation. (laughs) One of the writers had because like, it feels so authentic. Berlanti, Berlanti, anytime you want to come in and talk to this about us, uh, (laughs) we will be here. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I agree. I think you're totally right. Uh, so we go then back to the camp and Dawson and Pacey are both wide awake when all the kids are asleep. Yeah. Um, no tent to be found, by the way. I know that part was a little bit weird because like, I don't, are there no bugs there? I thought the East coast was a lot of bugs. Here's my, I I mean, like people and I know, I I mean, I go camping a lot and you know, like I go camping with friends a lot. So I actually do know people that don't sleep with a tent. Mm -hmm. I, I do know that. But, like, we don't really have bugs here. I camped outside in the summer at the Grand Canyon once. Uh-huh. Um, like, there was a tent that a couple of people were in, and then me and my cousins, like, slept outside under the stars. Yeah. Um, I will say to you that my concern was less about the bugs and more the fact that it's fucking April in New England, <laughs> and I feel like this one sleeping bag that they're in is, like, not quite enough. Just like, <laughs> I mean that too. But like, if Andy and Jeff are sleeping outside, I don't know. Maybe that, they're like, maybe but, like it's, their but it feels so like, big, like they cold. had to bring like a negative, you know, like a four season sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have slept in a tent in June in Montana, and yes, it was sir. fucking freezing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I'll, I mean, have, I'll, have, I'll remind you. <laughs> I, I haven't forgotten. That. <laughs> I'll remind you that I walked a mile and a half to get us a hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) Woke you up and said, bitch, we are going inside. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely never again. (laughs) That's our travel podcast later (laughs) later on. We'll tell you all the stories of us being total idiots, getting tattoos before we go camping. <laughs> I don't call that idiot. <laughs> Aaron, we have getting tattoos on our butt cheeks before we sit in a car for 14 hours straight. Um, you know. Anyway, so Pacey Dawson's like, you know, it finally occurred to me what hasn't lost luster with time, and it's like these friendships between me and you and Joey. Yeah. And like I, I like this journey Dawson's on, mm-hmm. but like, and like, I know I don't really like him. So I like, don't give him enough space, but like this made me so mad because I think like, I feel triggered a lot by white men because I think that they don't appreciate their, their life that they have, you know? Sure. And Dawson doesn't appreciate that. He has all these amazing friends that forgive him for being an asshole. To <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they spend their weekends making movies with him. Mm-hmm. Like he has like, 
friends that like that is one of the best things in his life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I finally realized what makes my life great is my friendships, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like all of a sudden. And it's like, I think that that's true. And like, so I like that he's realizing yeah. that. But on the like me, because as of where I'm coming from, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, come on. No, like, I hear you. I hate like I like dudes do that a lot. I'm like, mm. you're being ungrateful. Like, <laughs> come on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we, as women are taught to be grateful about everything. Yes. Time. <laughs> um, so Dawson's like, you know, Oh man, like, you know, uh, you're the same guy that you're still the same guy, Pacey that drew up that oath as kids. Like you're so loyal. And like Pacey is fucking shook by this. Cause he's like, I'm having feelings for this girl that you say is your soulmate. Well, and, she didn't say it yet, but I soulmate part yet, but well, I feel like the word loyalty is like it triggered me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that two men use that. Uh huh. You know, uh-huh. like he's like your pure loyalty, mm. and like this is not something that girls use. Like this is not girl code. We have a different code. We would never say stuff like that. But True. men say stuff like this a lot. Okay. And it's like, as a result of uh, of girls not saying it, like, I don't really know what that means. Like, do you think Dawson grows up to be the founder of the cult Nexium Keith Raniere? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think he's is into that where, Is that where we end up? <laughs> In the year of our Lord 2020. <laughs> I don't like Dawson. I don't know that I think he's that bad. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I yeah, just like, can't stop watching documentaries about I know, I, I agree with you. It's very fucking fascinating <laughs> and it's incredibly compelling. Yeah. And, um, it seems like uh, cults are like a specific epidemic in the United States yeah, to girl. the United States. Oof. But that's because our culture was built on a cult. So mm. there's that. But Hello. yeah, like this idea yeah. of loyalty and it's like a way in which like you kind of see men's friendships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, it's kind of like, what is, what is, like, what does Dawson think that means? Like, how is he loyal? Like, there's, because he puts up with, like, Pacey puts up with Dawson when Dawson says really fucked up things to him when he's drunk. Right. Like, I mean, good question. But it's almost like there's like this unchangeability about it. Like, whereas, like, female friendships are fluid, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you and I have been friends for 20 years. I would argue that our friendship has changed yeah immensely in the 20 years yeah, yeah, totally partially because we're both 20 years older yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and we know each other better and you know whatever yeah, yeah. but there's like uh, I mean I'd like to think that we're not trying to hold each other back you know like that we're like okay Aaron's gonna do this now like cool great right. you know what I mean and even if it's something even if it's something that I'm like eh, not my favorite thing like I'm not like trying to hold you back I mean, right. if you've done, if you, if you're doing things that I think are like dangerous to your health, I might step in, but like, that's my well, thing. I guess is I that- just like, I don't even know that I think that that's loyalty, which is why this is like a, like a kind of a confusing word that is exclusively used between <laughs> men, you know? Well, and then that's what I'm saying is that like, there's a part of me that like the idea of loyalty seems very like, like, um, unmovable. 
Right. Right. And that's what I'm, that's what I was trying to get at. Is that, yeah. Like, okay. So it's like, Dawson's like, you're, you're pure loyalty. You'll always be my friend. And yeah. it, and it's kind of like, would Dawson always be Pacey's friend? Right. And there's, and like, I think that there, there's a way in which I think like they're 16. I don't know that I was like probing friendships at this kind of level at 16. Right. I was like, people like me, thank God. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? But well, I mean, you see in your, your parents where they like, they might have like one or two people they know from high school, mm-hmm. but it's like a one or two. So you have in your mind, like, okay, okay. that's how many are going to last from that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then B that like that friendship is completely different because they're like old friends and like, they don't, you know, you might see them once a year or something yeah. like that, yeah. you know? Um, so y- you kind of have this idea of how like the way friendship evolves, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dawson's parents have no friends, so I don't know what like kind of friendships have been modeled for him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it, I don't know. That felt such like an interesting take on Pacey because, like, obviously, as a woman, like that is I would never describe Pacey as that. But that's just more <laughs> because that not because I don't think that it's just like that's not a word I use. Right. Well, and it's like, and there's a way in which it's like I can see if you think about like the, the romantic relationships we've seen Pacey in or relationship, I should say singular with Andy, mm-hmm. he is very loyal. I mean, if that's how we want to define it, right. He's like, he's monogamous. He's in love with this woman. Um, he's and he like, still pursues a friendship with her after like, there's a betrayal, there's a, you know? And, and so he's like committed to being in her life. And he was just like, so devoted to her. And there's like, there is this kind of like devotion about Pacey in this like way in which like you can really see he is like, you know. So are you uh, saying the definition of loyalty is devotion? No, not necessarily. <laughs> no, I just mean like, is that what Dawson's saying? You're purely devoted to me. <laughs> He's hopelessly devoted to you. So yeah, Pacey um, is like, like it seems like this is a triggering word between yeah. men male friendships yeah men it, if any men are listening to this and want to yeah, weigh email in, us at email us dawson's critique at gmail.com please, please dawson's critique yeah we um, we would love to hear about it definitely um, and so pacey's like he's about to throw up and mm. he's like well what about joey yeah and dawson's like joey 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 she's my <laughs> soulmate she's my muse she's my inspiration yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you kind of like it's again like it's how the way he describes these two best friends it's uh, how they are in service to him yeah 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 you're loyal to me she's my inspiration she's yeah. my soulmate yeah instead of just being like i love her so much and she's such a great like well, he's not talking about like i don't think he's talking about character mm. <laughs> yeah i i think that's a good point i think that's a good point because he says i'd be lost without you and pacey's like you know if he's loyal if i'm loyal it's only because like you cast me in this role which i think is a really interesting thing like pacey's i know like, okay wait a minute i'm feeling bound in here let me push against these walls a little bit and Dawson's like he's like you know it's like interesting because actually this is the moment in which Pacey should tell Dawson absolutely 
like, if you think I'm the loyal friend, it's only because you cast me in this role. Like, how would you feel if I told you I have feelings for Joey and that like, right. I'm kind of riddled with that right now. And, and like, I kissed I, her. Yeah. And I kissed her and I don't know what to do about it, you know? And like, this actually would be the moment when they could, t- they could talk about it. Mm. But like, then Pacey realized like, look, you, you Dawson wrote this world and you just let us live in it well and and there's a way in which it's like we all like you're mad if we don't all fit into this and there's like this part of me this adult part of me that's like you run from this (laughs) like someone does that to you you run from it right if someone paints you into a corner and doesn't allow you to be yourself and to be other things and to be anything but the thing that they think of you Mm -hmm. that is not a relationship you want to be in not a friendship no. you want to be in. And and so I think like, uh, and I think like at 16, did I know that? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I mean, you just know so sure little about friendships yeah. and relationships and about yourself and you just don't have an, you learn those things from experience without a doubt, you know, like well, unfortunately I, you have to, you learn how to set personal boundaries with people through your horrible or good experiences with people. You Absolutely. Know? And I also think that like at 16, I mean, I can only speak for my own experience at 16 that I was like, just so happy that anyone would, would spend any time with me. Like, and like actually seem to like my personality that I was like, great. Right. Awesome. I guess we're friends instead of being right. like, eh, maybe I don't like your personality. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, definitely. Um, And so, you know, we go back to the McPhee's then after this scene and Ethan and Jack are getting ready for bed. And Ethan's like, we should really talk about what happened tonight. And Jack's just like, no, thanks. I do not want to talk. (laughs) No, no, no. And, and Ethan's like, look, I'm sorry. I was just trying to help. Like, yeah, I didn't mean to make you mad Mm. at me. And Jack's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad in general. Right. And I'm like, why does Jack again? So (laughs) Jack gets to be mad, but Joey doesn't, you know? Right. Oh, 100%. 100%. And he's like, you know, and Jack says this thing and he's like, you know, look, my dad made it seem like he's the victim in this situation. And like, I'm some malicious ogre because I'm mad at him. Mm-hmm. But it's like, not like that. And Ethan's, Ethan does have some wisdom. Like, no, no, I, I think that, like, that's why it's so good Jack has this friend that, Absolutely. like, has this shared experience, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. And, like, I, I think Ethan was coming from a good place when he invited Mr. McPhee out with him. Totally. But, again, I'm like, you don't know this guy well enough to know how traumatic <laughs> this really this relationship really is. Yeah, like, yeah, you just, yeah. You don't know. Absolutely. You know? I think you're totally right. And he's – and Jack is, like – or Ethan says, you know, like, you're both victims and it's not going to get any better until you let go of some of this anger, which is, like, true. But yeah. also, like, first off, we have not asked Jack if he even wants a relationship with his dad. Like, No, exactly. And I, I think that that's, like, kind of – like, I felt like it's inferred by the way that Ethan behaves that, like, Jack has, you know, obviously confided in Ethan about his relationship mm-hmm. with his dad and maybe said, like, he wishes it was different. Mm-hmm. But, yes, I agree. We have never seen that on screen. <laughs> like, right. Jack hopes for a change in the relationship with his father, you know. It's, like, more or less, like, implied that, of course, like, everyone wants to get along with their parents. And I'm like, I just don't come from that school of thought. <laughs> I think if your parents are a piece of shit, you don't fuck with them. Yeah. Like, no way. No yeah. way. No yeah. way. You know, but I, I know that like, I'm more strong about that. And I know I have a lot of people that I tell you, I'm like, don't fuck block your mom's number. Absolutely not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No way. She's fucking with your head. You yeah. Know? 
And I'm uh, like, I feel like I'm in the middle. Like I would never, my mother and I have a very close relationship, but uh, you know, there, I have some aunts and uncles. I've got some, some other peripheral uh, <laughs> characters in my life. Yes, that, I'm like, that I've Meh. said block their number. Don't. And also <laughs> I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need that shit in my life. I don't need to talk to you. Not important. Um, so, I, so I could get kind of, there's a part of me that gets both sides of that. Cause like I, I could well, just think that there's this common narrative, yeah. which I actually feel is problematic that it's yeah. like, of course you want to get along with your parents. So then it feels like someone like me, that's like, don't fuck with that person, block their number. Yeah. People are like, how could you do that? I'm like, how could you continue to be hurt and traumatized by this person? No, totally. Like, and I like, think, and I think that is a totally. So I think that, that it, it reinforces this shame that like is actually unhelpful and like for society. <laughs> I agree. And I think that you're like, I think that you're totally right in that. Like, uh, it's interesting because of course, you know, my life is sort of full of queer people, some of whom have great relationships with their parents and some of whom do not. Um, and, and so there's this part of me that's like, I do know some people that I think wish could have a better relationship. I'm not saying that blocking their number means you don't want to, of course. Yeah. But it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I think, it's like the people that at 16 that didn't have like super great relationships. I think, you know, there were part, uh, some of them were like, fuck that, fuck them. And I know that like they in the interim have like kind of come back around and been like, okay, we'll try to have a relationship. And I think a lot of their parents have realized like, Oh, I don't have a relationship with my son anymore. No, I mean, I, and you know, didn't talk to my mom for a year. She's yeah. like, I don't fuck with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no way. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> you know? know. And so, uh, and I just, I, I like, I don't think anything's final. That's why right. I don't think you even have to have like this, like I'm never talking to you again. I actually <laughs> yeah. don't believe that you should do that. I just yeah. think we live in a modern age where you just say, you're blocked and like maybe I'll check in on you later. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Because you can leave the door open, you know? Yeah. But like, it, it's just like, that shit can be hard, you know? Um, Uh, No, absolutely. And And I think like, I think what this show does so well in this moment is like Jack to be being like, why am I the one who's getting looked at as the, as the like bad person when like my dad's the one who's been a total fucking asshole. Yeah. And like that, I think, you know, and, and Jack says like, uh, he spent a year acting like yeah. I'm like a leper and I he know. cancels one fucking trip and passive aggressively throws that in my face. And like, it doesn't work like that. And to which I say, absolutely, Jack, it doesn't work like that. No, I mean, like, I completely agree because watching it in 2000, the whole time you're on Jack's side. Yeah. Watching absolutely. in 2020, whole time I'm on Jack's side. <laughs> absolutely. Whole time, absolutely. you know, absolutely. like I can see why he like his dad did try to play the victim. It's like, and we're yeah. still like, fuck you, Mr. McPhee. Absolutely not. You know, but this is again, why it's good to have friends in your life just in general, <laughs> but like friends that like you have, you know, th- like a multitude of friends. Right. And so Ethan, you know, Jack expanding his friend group, he's really benefiting from it, you know? Absolutely. And like, you know, and Ethan's just kind of like, yeah, but if you keep like, holding on to all that anger like it, it, you're gonna have a year and another year and another year and, and it just it, might yeah. be too late like you know mm-hmm. and so like if you that might not be what you want in the future you know and like 
also like just the other side of letting go of anger is that you don't have to be angry anymore. Right. And that's like, that is all true. And that's all very good advice. And sounds to me like Ethan's been to a lot of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, Ethan. Good for you. Um, And Jackson kind of takes that and he's like, okay. And they both get in bed and sort of like, are like, okay, good night. Like we're done here and like my thing I mean again like I'll just say this is why you need queer friends Jack because like I think Ethan really does deeply understand this completely it seems like Ethan probably has had a similar experience absolutely yeah so um so we go back to Jen's where everyone's getting ready for bed and like Andy kind of is in the bathroom so and Jen and Joey Mm -hmm. Joey comes back out so okay one thing that I have to point out is that Jen is reading a book she is reading Jay McInerney's Bright Lights, Big City, mm-hmm. which like I really feel like I have to comment on because <laughs> of what it's about. Uh-huh. Um, it is about a guy who like moves to NYC from from to New York from like Kansas City or something like the Midwest. And he like develops a cocaine addiction and is like at all these like expensive clubs. It's a little like American Psycho-y. Like he's like mm-hmm. he it's very status and like yuppie, like out in New York in the 80s. Um and, like, is basically, like, careening through the fast lane of New York City. And it's, in a little way, it's, like, this is how the show wants us to see Jen as, like, the protagonist in Bright Lights, Big City, right. yeah. in a way. It is also known for being narrated in the second person. Mm. Um, uh, so it's, like, you go to the club at blah, blah, blah. So yeah. it's, that's the kind of thing. Anyway, I... Um, <laughs> I feel like Jay McInerney isn't as much of a joke as like David Foster Wallace uh-huh. or, or Brett Easton Ellis, but it's kind but, of along that yeah, line. Yeah. There's like hyper masculine douche nozzle kind of books. And it's not, and that is no, no shade to any of those writers who I do think are great writers, but like just that's yeah, kind of their genre. Is mm, like, uh, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. So Joey's like, Joey's like, <laughs> she okay. takes a deep breath and yeah. she's like, I should be friends with Jen. This is the <laughs> moment she decides Jen is her friend. Yeah. Hey, maybe actually it's going to behoove me to be friends with Jen. Yeah. And she sits down and she's like, Pacey kissed me. Yeah. She's like, you know, I do have something to talk to you about actually. And Jen like puts her book down and she's like, I knew that would happen. Yeah. She's like, and Joey's you know, like, I'm fucking freaked out and angry and it came out of nowhere. And I just don't know why he would fucking do this. <laughs> Jen's like, girl, if it came out of nowhere, then why am I not, am I not surprised? surprised? Which I, <laughs> yes. I also have a timeline note. Can I give it to you now? <laughs> okay. So before we get like, before we really get into this Jen and Joey, I just want to yeah. say that there's a timeline issue in this episode and like, you know, Aaron has been discussing the how big is Cape side we both have. <laughs> I I want to know why this show could never get a goddamn timeline, right? Um, and so Joey says, I talked to Bessie the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. The beginning of the episode was the day after she went to AJ's thing. Yeah, so yeah. it was supposed to have been the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacey and Joey, then the morning, so so sh- it's uh, presumably Sunday morning. I'm going to say Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> the, the AJ thing happens. No, Pacey no, picks- I think it happened sun. 
the, the AJ thing happened on a Saturday night because it was the gala and she leaves and then Pacey kisses her on a Sunday night. Okay. Sunday, Sunday, morning. Sunday morning. I, I, I'm gonna agree with you because <laughs> I think that's what they meant it to be. Mm-hmm. However, ha- however, mm-hmm. earlier in the episode, so they, so in the morning, right? Like Pacey brings her back. It's super early in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacey goes out to breakfast with Doug. Yeah. Joey has breakfast with Bessie. Yep. Uh-huh. They have the conversation that we saw at the beginning of the episode. Pacey tells, tells Dawson at the lunch table yeah, or at school or, or at the, 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 um, it might've been at the, uh, the, the fort. Uh-huh. I had, I was talking to Doug this morning in the diner. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then Joey's like, a couple of days ago, I was talking to Bessie. Right. And it seems like this is a Friday night. Like, all the activities they're doing right, are right. Friday night well, activities. Well, I think they made the plan to have a girls' night. Or, yeah, I don't know. I was like, did they, is it, it's, did they it's say tonight? The did they say I think they said tomorrow night. night. I think okay. Henry said, my birthday's tomorrow and I can't do anything tomorrow night. So maybe it was a Thursday but that still doesn't make any You're sense. Right. You're right. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. so sorry. I don't mean to be too in the weeds about the timeline, but I do think <laughs> this show, I know that like is not the most important thing, but it does drive me a little crazy. And I think this show has a lot of problems with timelines. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, the last episode of this season, in the scene that you all love, in your all favorite scene, there is a timeline problem that bugs the shit oh, out yeah, of me. Yeah, there's theories about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So anyway, um, we're so so then Joey tells Jen that like Pacey kissed her. Yeah. Jen's like not shocked. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Knew this was coming. And Jen, wise oracle that she is, is like, um, yeah, like I don't know why you're so confused. Like, or she's like, I I know you're confused. You're not asking yourself the right question Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if it was nothing then why are you so upset and confused yeah yeah. and and it's like so interesting because like you know joey and dawson they're like we talk about everything blah 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 blah. and so jen's kind of like okay in that like echo chamber what Mm. has happened is that you're not asking yourself the right question right and joey doesn't have an answer for Jen about why she's so confused. And like, I feel for Joey. I do like, she looks fucking lost. Yeah. I mean, she just is like, she didn't think she would have to confront this about her. And mm. now we're, now she's here. here. We are. Yeah. Uh, so we go back tools Sorry. or anything. She doesn't have the tools or anything to like confront this, you know, like she no. doesn't know how to ask herself the right questions, you know? And, and like, also like, yeah, I, I I'm gonna have something more to say about that in the last scene, but I think you're right. I think you're really right. Um, so we go back to the McPhee house where Jack comes down to where his dad is just like punching numbers into a calculator <laughs> as adults as adults do. It's so funny. Um, I spend so much what of my adult time punching numbers into a calculator. <laughs> I mean, I definitely do that, but, but yes, this is what businessmen do. I, I They're don't. up late with a calculator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Mr. McPhee is kind of a dick. Like what? he's like, yeah, it's he's like, late. it's a little what late, is it? and you're just like, this reinforces what Jack was thinking. Like, Absolutely, you know? Absolutely. And, like, but I appreciate Jack because he's just like, mm. what does that mean? 
Like, yeah. you know, like, well, he's like, why now? Said, like, yeah, what, what is this? Like, yeah. why are you doing this? You know? And he's and like, like, why now? It's, why this weekend? Why? Like when for the past year, you've barely talked to me, like what's up with right now? Right. And like, I just like, I want to give Jack such props because mm. like the thing with parents is it's really hard. You have a really weird dynamic with them mm-hmm. and to like have this space to be like, what are you doing? Like, can you like, they're, they're about <laughs> yeah. to have like adult conversation. Yeah. Probably for the first time ever, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's one of the like things that like, you know, is hard is, well, obviously the, the transition to an adult relationship with your parents is always the hardest thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it kind of seems like Jack is having to do that transition earlier because he's gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Cause Mr. McPhee is like, you know, I was talking to my friend in the office and like this guy has a son who just like failed out of its fourth college who got caught stealing a car and has a drug problem. And like, I just thought like Jack is a good kid, which like I actually think is a great sentiment, right? Where you realize like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I have a great kid who cares totally. he's gay. Um, and he's and- explaining like his thought process, you know, of like, wow, I like had this realization, like, you know, right. that like my, the reason why I have no relationship with my son is because he's gay. When like, there's kids that like steal cars and flunk out of college and, you know, have, yeah. have like, you know, drug addiction or whatever. Right. Which totally. I, whatever, that's a weird thing. But anyways, I mean, yeah, he does say the kids on drugs and like, that's a different like beast. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I also understand that like, if your kids on drugs, yeah, there yeah, are yeah. like, it's hard. <laughs> it's very hard. Um, and he's like, you know, Jack's kind of like, okay, but like, well, you get the idea that his friend in the office still is pursuing a relationship with his son right. with all of these, these issues, right. you know? Right. And Mr. McPhee's over here being like, I don't fuck with my son because yeah. he's gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, my thing is like, this is a very good start. I think it's a good start to have this realization, but also like, you don't, just get to show up and start acting like everything's fine, which is what we've seen, right? No, I completely agree. (laughs) It's like, it's it's so fucked up that he just shows up and thinks like, yeah, I'm just going to be friends with my, I'm going to get to know my son. Exactly. You know, it's like, you haven't really had a decent conversation with him in a year and you like pretty much told him not to move home because he had had a better situation, you know, at, at, um, and then when he played football, you were like, maybe we could get along. And and it's like, okay, guy. So, and Jack said to him, ask me to move back another time. But Mr. McPhee never asked him. Right. And he did. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Like, and like Mr. McPhee's like, look, someone had to make the first move, you know? And Jack's like, look, I didn't think it would be you. Yeah. Which is why I didn't receive the first move, you know? And like, well, and also, and they like, I, I just want to say, like, I get it. Like, I get that, like, Mr. McPhee just shows up and starts, like, being like, yeah, we're cool. Like, I'm going to come to dinner with you, or like, oh, I just want to hang out with you. And like, instead of actually having this conversation that they just had, where he's like, the reason, like, I, I had a conversation with a guy that I was working with and I realized like, what the fuck am I doing? Like if you had just had that conversation before you canceled your work trip or before like you did any of these things, like this wouldn't have been a problem. 
I mean, I completely agree. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I completely agree. That's why, why it's like, it's like, even in this moment, you're like, oh, okay. Like in 2000 and, and now you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, wow, that is really cool. But yeah. like Jack was still completely justified to behave the way he did and to still be really angry about it because like his dad has never said to him, come live with me. Totally. His dad has not like Jack laid out what his boundary was and his dad didn't. So why totally. would Jack think that his dad has forgiven him? Jack literally said, if you have come around to me being gay, ask me to move in with move back home. Yeah. And Mr. McPhee didn't do that. So totally. Therefore, Jack is operating under the other terms, which Mr. McPhee laid out. Yeah, totally. Totally. And then, like, just, like so when Mr. McPhee says someone had to make the first move, and Jack's like, I didn't think it would be you, then Mr. McPhee <laughs> does the dumbest metaphor and moves a chess piece. Like, is like, mm-hmm. oh, the first move. <laughs> yeah. And then Jack, like, does too. I mean, I, I hate that metaphor, but, like, but I do think, you know, when you look at this whole storyline and how it, like, plays out in this whole episode, there's this part of me that's, like, it's complicated, right? Like, yeah, there's this way in which, like, I don't think that anyone is being malicious. Like, Ethan's not being malicious. Jack not Jack's not being malicious. Mr. McPhee's not being malicious. They're all trying. It's just that the communication is like off about like, here's what I'm trying to do. And here's what I'm like trying to achieve. Um, And, and I do like that by the end of the episode, it's like, Jack's not mad at Ethan. Ethan's done the thing that like, right. Ethan and Jack, like, I think Jack is right to be tentative with his father. Because like, you don't just build trust right away with someone who's been a total piece of shit to you. I think that like, if you want to have a relationship with your parent after they've been a piece of shit to you, like you do kind of have to like find a way to feel comfortable doing that. And Jack's like, okay, I'm going to try to find that way, but still be tentative. And like, and the way we're going to move forward is to have like open communication, like, you know, and he's Jack's the one who's like, what's like, he brought up the conversation, you know? So they're kind of, he's kind of laying the groundwork for that. Yeah. And like, again, I, yes, I agree. This Mr. McPhee, I still think he's a piece of shit. Like, you know, yeah, but I do think that he's yet. changing his mind, you know, yeah. and he's like, he's in the process of changing. And like, I want to, in our society, normalize that and to yeah. normalize, like accepting people back in the fold if they yeah. do change their mind, because that's only where we're going to encourage people to like, not be pieces of shit. Right, right. No, I <laughs> agree. Know? I agree. I agree. And like, and I think like, just to kind of tie it to like, kind of our, what some of the things we're dealing with right now as a society is there's like, a way in which I think as white people, we have this responsibility to like, to be like, okay, like, for our friends and family and, you know, neighbors who are who have like bought into this white supremacy shit, instead of cutting them off entirely being like and and believe me my sort of like interior wants to just cut them off entirely um but 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 as they transform and as they move forward being like okay how do we how do we try to help you move forward how do we try to and like that's our burden to bear and that's the thing that we need to help with and you know yeah, I mean, I just think like this parental situation, it, it feels so relevant to today as yeah. well, like you're saying, because yeah. like, you know, our parents were brainwashed by the Cold War to be triggered by the word socialism. Right, and right, right. so like the mere mention of that makes their brain short circuit. And you're like, well, <laughs> fucking the police is socialism. Yeah, yeah. Libraries are socialism. 
public school is socialism. Shit that you use every day is socialism. So, you know, I know there's some deprogramming you need to do, but like, well, come on. And like, that's like, and so as our parents change and grow, like, yeah. you know, and hopefully like a lot of people's parents are changing. Yeah. I know mine are yeah. like, I feel like it's my duty to be like, mm, I'm going to help you change in the way in which you need to, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, because your echo chamber has been brainwashed. You yeah. Know? The next morning we go to Dawson and Pacey who pack up and like Pacey takes all the, the boys and like starts heading them back home. While Dawson... Yeah. Dawson's like, see you guys. And I'm yeah. like, whoa, why isn't Dawson going with them? Pacey's got all these like little, like four, three little boys. <laughs> And we go back to, so, so whatever, they leave. Then we cut to Pacey and Buzz who go into a convenience store. Okay, so I have a thing. In Boston, they call convenience stores packies, like a package store, P-A-C-K-I-E-S. Mm. Um, if one of our Boston correspondents can weigh in, if that extends to the Cape, I would love okay. to know. I am kind of obsessed with regional terms for a yeah, corner yeah, yeah. store, like a bodega in New York. Uh-huh. Or like a, a convenience store or a corner store. I'm very obsessed with this. Yeah. Anyway, East East Coast I correspondence. This a mini mart. I don't know. Is that a colloquialism? I don't know. I don't know. Um, please, uh, Dawson's. I feel like it. here we say Seven Eleven for even all of if it. it's like not a Seven yeah. Eleven or like I think I say that. Strange sure. things are afoot at the Circle K. Um, <laughs> so anyway, sorry, that's a Bill and Ted reference. Um, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Anyway, Joey, so, so Paisley, football rules. Yeah. <laughs> so Paisley, Paisley, like goes into the convenience store with Buzz, who's right. like trying and to get him like, to buy a candy. Fish, pixie yeah. sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and and Paisley's like, no, no, no. How about an orange soda? And then he's like, bumps into Joey, and he's yeah. like, hey, like they're like stunned. And yeah. she's like, hey, hey, and then hey. Yeah. Buzz is like. Hey, and then they're like, oh shit, they like kind of break up their like their gaze. Mm. And then Pacey's like, all right, if I just pass you some money, will you just give me time to talk? And Buzz is like, fuck yeah, yeah I'll yeah, make yeah. that deal. Yeah. And then Pacey's like, hey, and she's like, hey again. Hey. You, but I, I have said this before in this show, I want a supercut of every time people say, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, to each other, because this show like does it a lot. <laughs> anyway, so she's like, you know, they kind of both try to start and be like, start so about, about, so, about, about what, the other night. About what Ooh. happened. Okay. <laughs> and then Joey smiles and says, you go first. Okay. What was she going to say to him? Here's the thing, Aaron, is like, I know that they do this on purpose. But I like, know. Katie Holmes looks so like pretty and mm-hmm. girl next doory. And they just like kind of hang on her in a lot of this scene and he's like Pacey kind of like stumbles over his words to apologize like he's like you know like this is a disaster and you were right and like you know Dawson and the ripple I don't know what I was thinking yeah you know yeah and she's like it's okay I overreacted it wasn't a big deal yeah and then she's like it obviously meant nothing well because my thing is like she's saying that stuff and like she's the word she's saying when she's like it's okay like you're right it's whatever it doesn't have to mean anything like that's not what her face is saying I know that's what I mean it's like what was she gonna say (laughs) yeah 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 no I think that's a great question because like 
they both and like, like this is of course the magic of Josh Jackson and Katie Holmes is like they're able to have this conversation where they're saying like no 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 this meant nothing yeah like we're and fine you know they're both lying <laughs> and they're both their faces are both saying like no this has changed everything yeah yeah um and you know Pacey's face has it written all over it that like I don't believe anything that I'm telling you yeah because you know? she she's like it obviously meant nothing right and he's like yeah of course. right it because it was a mistake yeah, yeah and like you can tell you could it's like almost like you see that they're like giving each other the talking points yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they're like trying to give each other like an out to be like no it wasn't a mistake like you know they're trying to give each other these moments but like neither of them are really biting at them you know yeah um because joey's like you know i totally overreacted not a thing like something's not a big deal unless you make it a big deal but she's like tripping over saying this stuff right yeah, she's yeah, yeah. very stuttery and very yeah. like uh, uh, and she's like you know why get so upset and she really then like looks down and stumblingly says it obviously meant nothing and right as she says nothing she looks up at him and makes eye contact and says I know. right right i know <laughs> That's what I mean. and he's like yeah right okay wait who i do you remember the name of the listener last week who asked us about joey's feelings i think it was, was maddie. Heidi? maddie maddie okay maddie so my thing is like, if we look at how Pacey almost said something to Joey on the Valentine's Day episode, right? Like after he got out of the drunk uh -huh. tank, he shows up on our porch. He has it's like almost a similar scene, yeah. right? Where he's right. like, except for it was intentional to see her, but yeah, it was intentional to see her. Yes, but like he's kind of like um, we can tell as the audience, like he. Uh, it seems like he's gonna like he came here to tell her the thing that he just told Doug in the in the drunk tank and kind right. of like Ooh, maybe this isn't a good idea to yeah. say it right now. That's what I mean is like I even remember in two thousand when she's like, Oh about last night, you know, and then she's like, You go first. I was like, What yeah. were you gonna yeah. say? Yeah, I don't know, totally, totally. Cause like cause like they both kind of do the same thing here. But now it's both of them doing the same thing, right? Yeah. It's not just Pacey doing this. It's both of them where, like, she's tripping over how she's saying this to him. And, like, I wanted to sort of contrast that with, like, the end of Crime and Punishment where they're painting over her mural and she's going to redo it. Like, she doesn't trip or hesitate over... They're, she's kind of just snarky about, like, mm -hmm. you know, we're friends now the yeah, yeah. that conversation and then the same when he buys her a wall she's not yeah. tripping or hesitant she just thanks him and is kind of stunned right like she's not like it's like her feelings she knows exactly what she's feeling in that moment and isn't questioning what she's feeling right isn't like what does this mean kind of thing right. she's kind of like oh my god this is great she's not thinking about what the feelings mean or if they are romantic or if they could work as a romantic couple but now that kissing has been introduced to this like it's clear that this has now kind of shaken her absolutely you know and like i feel no, like i mean i sorry go ahead i agree i think that's why you know with to the question last week i was like yeah. she she had never considered pacey then right 
And that's like, I feel like she hadn't, but I feel like the very second he kisses her, then all of a sudden it comes crashing into her. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, I I completely agree. Cause, cause like, you know, they finished their conversation. You know, she's like, right. And she looks at him. He's like, right. It was a mistake, you know? Mm -hmm. And like the way he says that I was a little bit like, he's he's like, Oh, okay. That's what she thinks. Yeah. Yeah. And so he says like, yeah, Yeah. it was a mistake. And then, and um, they like shake hands. <laughs> well, because like Casey's like, just to so like back highlight to just... how awkward this conversation is. You yeah, because Casey's like, so back to just being friends then. Oh, and I wanted to say like right around now. Um, oh, when he gives when he gives her her hand or his hand to shake it, we get a swell of Edwin McCain's "Go Be Young," which is just like the freakiest, the freakiest of freaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music. Um, <laughs> And Joey's like, great, like, yeah. And, and she shakes his hand. She's, she's like, miles, but she's like unsure. Cause, she, cause, I, and I said that too. I, I, I think their looks both say, well, that's not what I want, but like, I'm going to go along with this right now. Like, I don't think either of them are in a position where they're like, this is what I, this is exactly what I want. Well, yeah, and, Joey is risk adverse. We already know that. And Pacey oh. is not risk adverse, but in this time he spent with Dawson, he realized that Dawson wouldn't be his friend if he right. went for Joey. Right. So that has made him now risk adverse. Yeah. Cause Pacey then like excuses himself to go get Buzz home. And he's like, you know, now that he's all hopped up on sugar, I got to get him home. And Joey's like, sure, sure. See you later. And he's and like, like, yeah, walk- see you later. And he leaves and she takes this like breath. She's like, <sighs> <gasps> like it is like yeah. a, a breath <laughs> yeah. and Pacey starts walking back with Buzz to his house and Buzz is like is that the is that girl? the girl? Uh, is that the one you want to kiss? Uh-huh. and um, Pacey's like no no not her yeah and, and then Edwin Joey... McCain swells again <laughs> and Joey watches them walk away and, and smiles yeah she <sighs> smiles like a half smile like She's yeah. kind of unsure about what she's feeling, but she is feeling things. Like, yeah. that's kind of what I got from it. Um, I remember yeah. being so mad. I know. I know. I was going to say, like, now that we know that there was a break between the last episode and this episode, yeah, and actually there's a break between this episode and the, and the next, next episode. One. I agree. I Yeah. No, because I remember being mad at this episode at the end. Yeah. And like now I know why I was so bad yeah, because yeah. I had to wait six weeks yeah. and then this is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. They Cause it's like use Dawson's feelings, you know? And yeah. like, I know it's complicated and I get it. And I know I was in a different place where like Dawson mm. was like dead to me. So like, yeah. it's a different, but like, it's, it's just like, it, it, I was just like, what? what they give the us the kiss and then they're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, they, I mean, it's interesting because it's like they we've had this kiss now, right? Like Pacey kissed Joey. They've kind of dealt with it, not really, but kind of. But it I feel like at the end of the episode, this last scene between the two of them, what makes it very clear is that the axis of this world has shifted entirely. Right. The axis of the world that we know as Dawson's Creek is now on its side. Like it's complete in a completely different place. And like, it doesn't, I mean, it's hard for me a little bit to talk about knowing the next episode that's coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which I will spoil is my favorite episode of this series. <laughs> um, and 
So <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> and mm. So it's a little hard for me to like divorce myself from knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but also there's a part of me that does remember this, that does remember the feelings that I had and thinking like, you know, as they sort of broke this story and as they sort of allowed this world to be shifted so significantly that this is where you first really felt it. Like, oh my God, this is like an entire yeah, I mean, shift. I definitely think you walk away from this episode thinking that Joey has feelings for Pacey. Whereas mm-hmm. before when like, you know, he's like, you were, you thought that what, you know, and like, you're like, she wasn't going to say that she liked him, you know, right. even though you wanted her to. Right. And like, you know, in like, in all of the, the ending scenes, like you never know how Joey feels, you know? And so in this ending, you feel like she maybe yeah. has, she has, you feel that she has feelings for her, him, but he, she doesn't know what to do about that or yeah. what she thinks about that. You yeah. know, she hasn't really, um, she hasn't really dissected them at all. She, all she's realized all that the kiss has made her realize is that like, there is something there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of made her like plunge into it. And I wanted to say to one of the things that you and I have been talking about a little bit off mic, and I wanted to bring it into the podcast is like, in this age of streaming, I think it's really hard to like convey, and I hope we're doing a good job of it, of conveying like what it was like to Mm -hmm. wait these long periods of time. Because even right now we're watching it. I I mean, we're watching it week to week and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sometimes I'll watch like the next episode, you know, while I'm, you know, whatever, putting things together. But like the fact that there was like, it was like the episode where it ends last week's episode where it ends with Pacey kissing Joey. And then there was like four or five weeks. Mm -hmm. And then there's this episode where like, it kind of all seems to fall apart. Right. In a certain way. And then there's four weeks, a three or four weeks. Okay. I think, yeah, yeah. It's like the end of April. It's April 26th. So it's three to four weeks. And it's like, what is hard to replicate is that slow burn yeah, and how that like the time that you spend in between episodes living your life that like, because you're experiencing the passage of time, it's like they are too, you know, these characters are too, they're experiencing it with you in a certain way. And like, it was just such a slow burn that, I mean, and I think that's why this season is so good is that like from the time that we realize that Pacey has feelings for Joey to the time he kisses her is months. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Months and months, you know, like we've gone through Christmas and Thanksgiving and like all these other things. And then like, finally we get here. And here we are, you know, at this. And then you're like, it's it's like stuttering a little bit, right? Like, you're like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that's why I was so mad. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. Who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for Pacey and Joey, um, obviously. Um, I mean, I'm rooting for Jen. Jen it's hard for me to be rooting for Pacey and Joey right now because I'm like, oh, come on. But uh, I'm rooting for Jen. I'm Jen. rooting for Jack. I think he was so brave, you know. Yeah. So brave. I agree. And I think the, I think the way in which they, he and his dad finally had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was such a good thing. Yeah. You totally. know, 
I mean, I think it's such an interesting thing, like Joey kind of like realizing that Andy is involved in this too, right? Like that Andy's mm-hmm. going to have feelings hurt yeah. as well. I think that's such an interesting thing. Cause I think like, I mean, again, if we're talking about what the passage of time looks like, it's been so long since Pacey and Andy have like done anything together, really, you know, like they did the play, but like, since we've been reminded that they have this like romantic relationship and this romantic past, it's been so long that it's like, Oh, right. Oh shit. Andy's going to get hurt. If like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dawson's not the only one who's going to feel the effects of this, you know? Yeah, exactly. For our listener corner, um, we've got a infrastructure update and a question. So, uh, infrastructure update from Cassie who grew up Mm. on the Cape. Yeah. Uh, by the way, there is no train station on the Cape, and I've always been incredibly confused by the writer, the ideas the writers have about Cape Cod because it doesn't seem like they did much research. <laughs> Cassie, my mind is blown. There's it, no train on the Cape? Yeah, I guess. It would have taken less than two hours for Pacey to get from Cape Cod to South Station in Boston, which is the train station there. Mm. And if she was driving... If he was driving her to South Station, then he would have just driven her to AJ's school instead. Right. There is a bus terminal in Hyannis on the Cape, which honestly can be absolutely quite sketchy. And I wouldn't <laughs> want to stay there either. But if yeah. PC was on the Cape and and just driving somewhere else on the Cape, then I don't know why it feels like he drove five hours to get her. Weird. You're all okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one who's like very confused by the <laughs> logistics here. Exactly. Also want to say East Coast correspondent Rachel, um, who, you know, is our old friend from college. Yeah. Um, also told me that it's five miles between South Station and um Harvard. Harvard. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that's like Cassie says. He would have just driven her straight to Harvard. Well, but like so so what Rachel was saying was like Joey uh, like Morgan picks Joey up with the oh, and they roller roller and five miles. Five miles away. <laughs> I was like, girl, yeah, like we're as we said last time, we are in a cab at the bar waiting for you. Yeah, it's hard pass. Absolutely <laughs> <Whatever>. not. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. That is why I have a credit card so that I can it's buy myself a cab if I need be. No, 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 no. And there's a um, there. So like, okay, whatever. Anyways, yes. Y'all, y'all who are giving us the scoop on like this East Coast stuff, like, oh my God, thank you so much. Because we really, I, I, as much as like the United States is all one country and, and, and you know, uh, California is just different. It's yeah, like, no, it's so different. State, every state is different. Like yeah. you literally can see the state line if you're like driving if any state, even in the Midwest, you know, like yeah. or that's not to just the Midwest, but I just mean like yeah. everywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't make any sense, but, but we're very appreciative. <laughs> we're very appreciative. Cause we, we really like, we've traveled a lot, but we've only ever lived. Yes. I, I lived in London for a little bit, London, England. So I still don't know anything about the East Coast. But <laughs> So this is from Lucia. Mm. Um, so I guess my question is to you, did you and or Julia not kind of suspect something early on? Like was Weekend in the Country really the moment where it felt as though something was changing for the first time? 
or is that how you all are framing it because of the whole spoiler free aspect of the podcast? I'm just very curious because my first viewing of the show was definitely through a different lens than yours, Mm. being that it was 2017 and 2018. So when the season three premiere happened and we saw that moment on the dock, the storyline of the comic relief best friend ending up with the girl wasn't completely out there. I mentioned this because one of your most recent episodes, Julia noted that the reason she thought Joey and Jocelyn would get back together because that's the way television works. And I wish I would have seen, I kind of wish I would have had the opportunity to watch shows happening around then through a 90s, early 2000 lens, but I was in diapers then, so I missed my <laughs> chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for making me feel very old. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Uh, I mean, maybe Fort to Tango. I was like, huh, there's something here. Yeah, I, but yeah, I mean, I it it was weekend in the country was when it fucking slammed into me like a yes. pile of bricks. Like, oh my god, I completely agree. And like again, like Julia was saying earlier, like watching week to week is such a different experience. And like, I, I actually, I do feel sad for young kids, but like, I don't really want to say that this is the only way to watch TV. It's just like mm. a personal opinion. And I still watch shows week to week because like yeah. the experience to me, like makes the show better, you know? Cause you're like, you get to think about it. You get to like yeah. live in it, you know? Um, and so the binging thing, like it's just a different experience. It's just different. Yeah. Mm. And so also like that means that like you forget stuff, you know? So if you, yeah. you know, so when you're binging, you've like, you've just seen something like a, you know, a few hours ago or like a few, right. a few days ago instead of, of like days ago, yeah. thinking about something that happened like six months ago. And when you're in high school, like, <laughs> <laughs> right. There's so much going on in your regular lifetime, life. you know? So yeah. trying to remember like these like little things from shows or whatever. Yeah. yeah I think like, I, I don't think in four to tango, like you're like, Oh, Pacey, like, even though Jen brings it up, like Jen yeah, yeah. mentions it then, but even then you're like, no, Pacey doesn't like Joey, like Jen, you're being wild, you know? Yeah. And like, you don't, I just, I didn't feel that way then, you know, even though she brings mm-hmm. it up and she like kind of asks Pacey about it and like, yeah, you just, you, you really think that they're, especially since the, the season does start off, it ends season two with like, Joey's like, you're dead to me. And I was like, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it starts up with like, nope, we're going to bring this back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it's going to be like, it's going to be like a retake of season one where Joey's like pining for Dawson and he's yeah. like not, you know, not there, yeah. you know? Um, and so I just, I don't really think you see it coming. Yeah. And I think it's, I hope that we are doing an okay job of explaining what it was like to watch this week to week and what it was like to watch it week to week as juniors in high school, right? Like when you think about what a junior year in high school looks like for two people who are heading to college, junior year is a stressful year. Um, And so like the fact that, you know, from week to week, and like I said, you know, in these kind of three episodes, the the one we just did, the one we're ending right now, and then the one we're going to do next week. Yeah. That like these are <laughs> yeah these are big jumps in time and so there's this way in which like there's this way in which it even though like if if you binge watch this it does there's a part of me that's like okay it's like the second half of season three 
that you start to feel like, okay, maybe Pacey and Joey are like on a path towards each other in whatever way that's going to end up. Um, you know, we know now that they've kissed, but like they're on this path kind of collision course towards each other. But like in episode one, you just kind of think like, okay, maybe we're going to get some funny episodes with Pacey and Joey, like being yeah. friends. Like, you because know, they're and, on the and, dock and she's like, I'm already crying enough. And yeah, you're like, yeah like heartbroken for her, but then you laugh, you yeah. know, and you're like, oh, yeah. they're, such, they're funny, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then it's like in, in episode four, which is like, I've said it before, a, a favorite of mine, particularly from the early part of the season, which I know a lot of people don't like, but f- episode four is, yeah. uh, I, uh, I watch it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, movie. And that, that kind of like when they're, when D- Pacey does the swan dive and they're like walking down the road and, you know, Joey's like, stick out your own thumb, you sexist toad. Like what the fuck? Like those things are all, and and when of course he takes her to the boat for the first time, those things are all things that like that wasn't. We just were kind of like, oh, okay, haha. Like, yeah, because you know. then Dawson gives her the home movie of the first time they met, and like right. you know, you're like, all right, they're gonna do this storyline. Absolutely, and there's and so there's a part of me that's like, no, it really did hit us like a ton of bricks. It really did. It was like, I, I mean. Lucia is that her name or Lucia Lucia it was earth shattering (laughs) like (laughs) earth shattering when you know we when Pacey watched her sleep I mean I know that like to everyone like him watching her sleep was like (laughs) aged everyone but to like us like earth shattering earth shattering it's hard yeah like really hard yeah I mean just I think like um I think my knowledge of storytelling now and and like I said like you know we were coming off of like something like friends Mm -hmm. something like you know that was happening at the same time we had already had like Ross and Rachel got together and then they broke up and then it was like, are they, they got back together again. And then it was like, Oh, you know, he said, Emily and they even end up together in the end, even though they have a really fucked up toxic relationship. Right. You I, know? I mean, and in the year 2000, we did not know that that's what, how it was going to end. But like, you know, the whole, you know, run of friends, that's what was happening. And the whole run of like all of these different shows, like cheers where Sam and Diane and like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, we had all these things as framework where it was like, at a certain point, they get together and they break up and they get together and they break up and they get together and they break up. And like, we knew that that's what happened. And so there was no reason to believe that something different would happen here on Dawson's Creek. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I mean, even like Dino 210, Brenda and Dylan did that until Shannon Doherty left the show. And then, I mean, David and Donna end up married. <sighs> David you know? and Donna. Oh, boy. You know, and then like, and even Brendan and Kelly, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, kind of do that, have this dance around each other too, right? Like there's this way in which when you're, when you're immersed in these worlds of teen television in the year 2000, that's what's happening. Right. You know, exactly. that's what's happening. And, you yeah. know, remember the year 2000 is the year that, Gilmore Girls starts Mm. the year 2000 is you know Buffy's been happening for a little bit I can't remember what year Angel happened maybe it's this year but it's like 
you know, you have people that are like breaking up and getting back together over and over and over again. That's, that's your framework of how relationships on television work. And so, and so the fact that they were willing to blow it up and, and inject pacing into it was quite something. (laughs) Couldn't agree more. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. So thank you, Lucia, um, for your email. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, who voted. Yeah. Um, Black Lives Matter. Let's abolish the Electoral College. Oh. Stacey Abrams is a queen. Mm. Um, stay safe. Wear your mask. Yeah. Things are still wild out there. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. Mm-hmm. You can email us, um, email us what you think of the word loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Yeah. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.hensley. We want to remind you, you can pre-order our book, um, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, wherever your books are sold we, this week. Why don't we suggest Bart's Books in Ojai, yeah. one of the best bookstores in the world. <laughs> yeah. I also want to say, you know, Aaron said Stacey Abrams is a queen. Um, there's a great Black-owned bookstore called Harriet's Books in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, order her books. Yeah, <laughs> you know totally I give like let's let's I ordered a couple of Stacey Abrams books this afternoon um just to give her some money um and just say do my best to say thank you for um for delivering helping deliver Georgia uh so you know um wherever it is you get your books uh order order from your local bookstores and they really need it uh, we would like to thank all of the all of you who have written a review or liked us or subscribed on any of the places you get your podcasts. Um, please do that if you haven't already. And, and, you know, thank you, like I said, to those of you who have. Uh, we would like to thank, as always, Andrew Bush, um, who we cannot wait to see again. Not in the least, because at one point the power went out in this episode and uh, we had to record <laughs> stuff. Uh, so... We would like to get back to him where things like that don't seem to happen. Uh, anyway, um, you can find me online at Pesty1079. Uh, you can find my company, Rarebird Books, online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at rarebirdlit. This has been a Rarebird production. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over.